And good morning. It is a Wednesday edition of GCR. I would be Glenn. He would be Griffin. Drew's going to join us a little bit later on this morning. A lot to do on the program today, and we got to get started right out of the chute. There's a sign that just fell. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Um, we will get to Would You Rather Wednesday. I'll get those scenarios posted later on this morning. Today's show brought to you by Pressbox Online's offers page. Eagles, or maybe you're thinking about the Chiefs this week. Place your Super Bowl bets with your favorite team and pick from hundreds of fun prop bets. Thousands of dollars in special sign-up offers with the top sports books are available at PressBoxOnline.com offers. Go to PressBoxOnline.com offers now and join the fun with great offers from FanDuel, BetMGM, Barstool, and more. Unfortunately, it did not go the way that Maryland wanted things to go last night, although it looked like it was going to be a butt-kicking uh, in the early going. They did battle back. They took the lead in the second half. It would be nice if they could make a three. Uh, but they ultimately fell to Michigan State 63-58. That said, it's still been a pleasant little stretch for the Terps. This man was on the call Saturday night when they took on Minnesota and handed them a bit of a drubbing on the road. He is Big Ten Network analyst Sean Morris, and he's with us this morning here on GCR. Sean, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Uh, happy to do it, and uh out here in uh, Pennsylvania, I've got the Penn State-Wisconsin game later tonight, and uh, it's sunny and 40, and given where I came from, uh, this is almost like summer, so no complaints. You know, it's so funny you say that because we're feeling about the same this week. It was it was miserable in Maryland. It was like 20 degrees on Saturday, and now, you know, a nice 42-degree day feels like it's darn, like spring is coming at this point, <laughs> Sean. It's, it's really quite yeah. wonderful. <laughs> It, it is, but it's still basketball season, and uh, you know a lot of good good hoops coming down the stretch here. You know, I we are we're in this interesting place, right? Where we know Maryland has probably outperformed expectations. Like it's it's wild to me that we could be disappointed by Maryland losing a game on the road at Michigan State, given you know everything. If if you had told me that before the season, that there's you know you're going to be crushed by Maryland losing the game on the road at Michigan State, I would have said to you like, really, I was going to care that much about this year's team. I I don't know that I would have expected it, but that's that's kind of where we are. That somehow, some way, we're actually a little bit disappointed by the result last night. Yeah, and, and last night's game was, uh, you know, really kind of a, I think, a snapshot of of Maryland's season so far. Uh, they they defend so well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and they and because of that, they always give themselves a chance. Uh, now it didn't look like they were going to have much of a chance when they came out and got down fifteen nothing. But they, they, they hung around, they battled, uh, and, you know, when they can, you know, get something remotely resembling some, some perimeter performance on the offensive end, they're really tough to beat because of how well they defend. And I think, you know, to your point about uh, why people are kind of interested in Maryland and, and disappointed when they lost, I, I think it's because of how they play. I mean, they, they're aggressive defensively. They come at you. They, they continue to battle. It may not be the most artistic thing you're going to see, but there's no question that you have to value the effort. And because of that effort, I think they, to your earlier uh, statement, they've, they've really kind of outperformed what people thought they might do coming into this year. And I, I, I still really like uh, this team as the rest of the regular season unfolds and heading into the Big Ten tournament because – the way that they get after you on the defensive end and when they're able to set that kind of three-quarter court, uh, they're a tough team to play. And, and 
even if you beat them as Michigan State was fortunate enough to do last night, uh, you you know you've been in a battle, and it it's it you're going to have to exert yourself, no question. Sean, can you take me through the mind of a of a player or even of a coach, um, Maryland? To your point about the perimeter, it was disastrous, and it's been disastrous all year. They're one of the worst three point shooting teams in the country. Last night they were three for twenty two from beyond the arc, and at one point in the second half, ironically, right before they went on their run. You know, like every other dumb guy on Twitter, I said something like, not really sure why Maryland thinks they can just keep jacking threes. It it feels like they're convincing themselves they can just shoot their way out of it. Can you take me through the mindset? Because I was reminded by a couple people that it, for the most part, they weren't taking bad looks last night. They were They were taking open looks. They just weren't making them. Can you take me through the mindset of a player, of Kevin Willard, of how you approach... You know, there's this argument that hey, you got to keep shooting, shooters shoot. That's the way this goes. But when shots aren't falling last night, it seemed like the moment they said, "Hey, no, stop doing that. Attack the rim on every possession." They put a run together and got back into the basketball game. How do you approach that as a team that doesn't shoot well, but you still have to be a threat? It's still nice to be able to hit three pointers. Like, how do you approach all of that within a game? Well, as long as you know the, the shot, and they they did have a lot of really good, uh, clean shots that came after a ball reversal or a dribble penetration and a kick out. And you have to take those because if you don't take them, even you, you have to at least be a threat to, to take the shot because right. what will happen. And we've seen teams do that with Maryland and, and other teams that have gone through some shooting slumps. What they'll do then is hey, they'll, they'll just gap and clog, uh, and, you know, take away the, the, the ability to get in the lane, either with a post feed or, or with a dribble drive. Uh, so you have to take them. I mean, you, you just have to take those shots. Now, you don't take them after one pass, and, you know, the defense hasn't had to work. Um, and I, I thought with very few exceptions, the threes that they took were pretty good. Um, you know, and, and I would want I, – I, I certainly uh, would, would want Jameer Young, you know, whenever he's open, you know, let it fly uh, because he's so dynamic. If he hits one of those or a couple of those because of his ability to drive – you, you knock down one or two of those, then you become a much more difficult guy to guard because then you're going to be able to get to your real strength, which is getting in the lane and creating. And and I think that they had to take some of those shots last night in particular. You know, when Julian Reese got in that in foul trouble, he was in, he was out. He wasn't able to really kind of get into any kind of flow. And so I think a lot of those came with him out of the ball game because if, if they're gapping off and you can't throw it in with a post feed uh, and they're gapping and, and taking away the dribble drive, then you have to be able to drive and dish. And, and a lot of those shots came, I think, when, when Reese was in some foul trouble because he wasn't able to get into any kind of offensive flow. He got a couple of quick fouls. Dante Scott had that in the first half, right? He had two quick fouls. I mean, the, the ball game was barely underway, and he was already on the bench. So uh, a lot of the things that you would have usually, either with a post touch with an, uh, a feed or you clear out and let Dante Scott go to work, for periods of time, they just didn't have that option. He is Big Ten Network analyst Sean Morris. He's with us here on GCR. Sean, to your point, right? Like, I, despite all of this, somehow Maryland led this game late. They had a genuine chance to win this basketball game, despite in three for twenty-two, despite you know being down fifteen-zero to start the game, despite foul trouble for Julian Reese. Don Carey did not play well last night, and they're and they're not very deep. Like they had to put Patrick Millian for twenty-two minutes last night. Like they. All of that says they probably should have gotten their brains beat in. How much of that is a testament 
to what Kevin Willard has done here in the first season. I tried to articulate it in a column earlier this week that I don't know how to define it, but it feels like this isn't a great basketball team, but it feels like a basketball team that has outperformed not only expectations, but has outperformed what they actually have personnel-wise. How much do you make of the job that Kevin Willard has done and why not just in the, the micro, but in the macro, maybe Maryland basketball fans have, should have some real reason for optimism? Well, I, I think that uh, you mentioned the fact that they really didn't get into any kind of offensive flow, but the, re- the reason they were able to get back in and eventually take the lead, you know, the, the way they were able to turn Michigan State over and get some easy baskets in transition and disrupt what they were doing, that's something that's been there all year. And, and I think that's what's going to allow them to have whatever success that they're going to have um, moving forward. But the other thing that it's doing in his first year there is, you know, everyone like it, maybe one of the most overused terms in, in the world, sports or not, is culture, right? Well, we're going to create a culture. We're going to, you, you can call it what culture, foundation, um, traits that you want to, you know, emulate. Uh, that, that toughness culture and that ability to kind of hang together I think that's the thing that if I were, you know, a, a Michigan ba- or Maryland basketball fan, rather, that I, I would really be pleased with because th- this is a group of guys, and look, they, they they all worked together last year. I mean, this this is still kind of a work in progress. I mean, the, the coach wasn't there, uh, you know, your backcourt, you know, wasn't there, uh, you know, Young and and Carey and those guys. Now you had some guys back with um, Akeem Hart, who I really like, and and Dante Scott and, and Julian Reese, but. You know, you had other guys that are coming in, but they've gotten together and they've gotten together on the defensive end and watching them, not just last night, but uh, seeing them on Saturday uh, and then in their practices. And that's where you really get a sense of this. This is a team that you can tell they like one another. They're connected. And, and that connectedness is really apparent, apparent rather on the defensive end. I mean, they communicate, they help, they're active. And regardless of how they uh, finish up the year, which I still think they're going to have uh, a lot more wins in them and, and, and a nice little run in them, I, I think that, that if I were looking at it in a kind of the, the more macro view uh, with Maryland basketball, I, I would just like the fact that they're laying the foundation of this is how we're going to play. We're going to extend you defensively. We're going to come at you. Um, our offense may not necessarily always be clicking. We'll address that. Uh, in, in recruiting and, and probably the transfer portal, since that's a reality now. But the the way that we're going to play is, is kind of non-negotiable, and this is how we're going to do things. And uh, so far, um, you know, in two and a half months, I mean, I, for them to be sitting where they are right now, uh, pretty good. And they also tested themselves, right? I mean, they found out a lot about themselves in the non-conference no uh, that, that a lot of teams did. And I, I think that as this thing comes down the stretch, you know, you got a lot of teams in that six, five, six, seven, eight win things and, you know, could finish, you know, nine, 10, 11 wins in there. You know, the difference between uh, a Maryland, for instance, and let's just say that it got down, not necessarily that it will, but a team like a Northwestern, for instance, which has a, a similar record, maybe even a little bit better record now. But if you take a look at Maryland's non-conference and a team like Northwestern's non-conference, and you're getting down to making a decision, uh, depending on how things happen in, in the rest of the uh, country, uh, Maryland's going to have the edge because they tested themselves. And I think because they tested themselves, they found out a lot more about what's going to work for them once the beginning of the year started than maybe some other teams did. 
Uh, it's a great point. I, you know, it's funny because you brought up you, you got Penn State tonight. Maryland's going to host Penn State on Saturday. And then after that, next Thursday night, you know, probably the marquee game of the year in College Park is Purdue comes to town. And, and Maryland, you know, just play, held Purdue to their lowest output of the season a couple weeks ago. I, as much as we've kind of anointed Purdue, and understandably so, the best team in the Big Ten, you know, if Maryland bounces back, handles business against Penn State on Saturday, I I don't know that anybody wouldn't believe Maryland was capable of beating Purdue next Thursday night. It's... Well, yeah, especially especially in College Park, right? I mean, that that's that's a, a very difficult place for someone to come and play. And uh, you know, ask Indiana, right? And 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 look what Indiana has done over the last, uh, I'd say, you know, week or, or month, uh, putting together the streak that they have. Yeah. So, it one, it's there, and it's going to be really intriguing because. You talk about the next uh, two games for for the t- for the Terps. Talk about two teams that play differently. I mean, Penn State, who I'll see tonight. I mean, they are. I mean, they shoot threes like crazy. They'll they'll sometimes go with with Miles Dread as the biggest guy that they're going to have on the floor at about six four, six five. You know, guarding the post, and then you know you 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 play that style, and then you have to adjust to you know a guy that's got his own area code and 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 two freshman guards. Uh, that, that, that kind of play around him. So that's what makes it really intriguing. But the one thing that you will get is whether they're guarding the three-point line or they're figuring out how they're going to double and run things at, uh, at Edie when they play Purdue. Man, I, defensively, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch because they just keep coming at you, and that's what gives them a chance. Before I let you go, Sean Morrison, I really appreciate the time. Um, I I think we are kind of accepting the idea that maybe Rutgers had separated themselves a little bit as the second best team in the league, but you know now they lose Mag to the torn ACL. They just lost last night. You know, obviously Indiana, the last two results would say that maybe they're separating themselves a bit, but hey, they just lost to Maryland last week. It, are any of these teams outside of Purdue likely to genuinely separate themselves between now and the start of the Big Ten tournament, or are we going to go into the Big Ten tournament saying? It's kind of Purdue and everybody else. I, I would probably at this point kind of take the, the latter view, which is it's Purdue. And then I still might give a, a slight, slight edge to, to Rutgers because of their body work. But, you know, losing mag is, is big. Uh, and, and they also look that that's a team that they have a little bit more uh, three point shooting with uh, with with the Cam Spencer kid that transferred in there. He's helped them, but he's hit a little bit of a rough spatch. So. They're not maybe they they're not as prone to offensive droughts as they might have been in the past, um, but the, the one similarity they have to Maryland, which I really like, is I mean if you're playing Steve Peichel's team, I mean you better be ready because they are gonna they are going to defend mm-hmm. every body fluid out of you. So you better be ready, and you can go through you have a little bit more of a margin for error when you play like Rutgers or um, Maryland than say a team like Penn State that when they're clicking offensively, they're really good. But, you know, if, if you're not making 11 threes a ball game, your margin for error gets really, really thin, right? So it, it's all depending on, on how you're going to play and, and what, what your kind of personnel dictates how you're going to play. Penn State's playing the way they have to play. They, they, there's just no question that that's, that's what they have to do, and they put their, their team together, at least for this year, to kind of match what, what it is they felt they needed to do. And um, Maryland's kind of the same way. And then, you know, look for Maryland. They're, they're still going to guard you next year, but they'll find a guy that can shoot. They'll find a couple guys that can shoot, you know, and, and they'll address 
uh, at least what right now looks to be, you know, kind of a shortcoming, but uh, that that's a team that's fun to watch. I, I just, I hadn't seen Maryland in person until last Saturday and the way that they get after you. Yeah. And I just like the way that the, the way they play together and it's a team that likes one another. And that's not the case with everybody. No, they're bought in. I mean, and it's, it's, it is. It's been a joy to watch, even though you know they are far from a perfect team and uh, certainly not a team that you're expecting to make some sort of deep run. But uh, you're hoping that they're laying a foundation for what's to come uh, in the future under Kevin Willard here at the University of Maryland, and that's been the fun part. Sean Morris, you mentioned uh, Penn State, Wisconsin. Anything else on the horizon that we can plug for you? Uh, hey, you know what? I've, I've got a few more games coming down the stretch, but the fact that anyone pays me to show up and talk about basketball Amen. is one of the greatest scams ever perpetrated on the viewing public. It, it's it, fantastic. It really beats work. I know you got to work for a living, too, but when you're doing that, it beats working for a living. I understand. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. And, and, you know, especially the league is always really competitive. It's, it's the log jam in the middle. And, especially at this time of year, what really makes it interesting is there are no secrets. And, uh, you know, when we were talking to coach Willard at the shoot around, he said, you know, it, it's, it's really different when you go through the second time, you go stuff that you might be able to, to execute the first time by the time you make the turn. And with the size of the players in the big 10, um, you better be ready to counter the opposition's counter. Uh, and that's what makes this, you know, whatever my job is, quote unquote job so much fun. It's just kind of seeing how th- these guys um, scout one another and then figure out, look, they're going to take this away. How do we respond? And uh, it-, it beats working. I mean, there is no question about that. Sean Morris, really appreciate you hopping on with us this morning, man. I really enjoyed this. would love to do this again as we get closer to the Big Ten tournament. No problem. Appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Sean Morris, Big Ten Network, with us here on GCO. Of course, former standout at Northwestern. He was on the call on Saturday night. Again, I appreciate it taking the time. Last night it was so weird, right? Like, everything about it is weird. Because they didn't play well at all. And yet you're disappointed by the result. You're disappointed because it turned out to be a winnable game. They had the lead. They were rolling in the second half. They had all the momentum. They had quieted the crowd completely. And then Michigan State knocks down two threes, and the game kind of changes. And the frustrating part late when they were down by seven, I think I joked on Twitter, yeah, but for Maryland, that's a four-possession game. They're down by three with the ball late. That's a two-possession game. And that's the trouble when you are such a bad three-point shooting team is that you simply can't count on it in any way. And credit Tom Izzo, right? Like, maybe he's not... I mean, this team certainly isn't a classic Michigan State team, but down three... There's no way of getting around it. He outcoached Kevin Willard in that moment. Kevin Willard drew something up that involved inbounding the ball to Julian Reese, and Tom Izzo smartly said to everyone on the floor, if that dude touches the ball, just foul him. Julian Reese is a bad free throw shooter. Now, for what it's worth, he made the first one, and for a second you thought maybe he was going to make Tom Izzo regret the decision. But understand, part of the... The math that Tom Izzo was doing was that even if he were to somehow make both, it's still better than having them get off a look from three. We get the ball back. They're going to have to foul. We can drag this thing out for a little while. And they've got a pretty good free throw shooting team. 
in that moment, the ball couldn't go to Julian Reese because he couldn't have Julian Reese at the free throw line. Now, I get it. You want his presence on the floor. You want him there to try to get a rebound. You, you, you kept him off the floor for so much of the second half that you needed to have him on the floor in those moments. Like, I understand, but the ball couldn't go into Julian Reese's hands because it was such a desirable outcome for Michigan State for Julian Reese to get fouled in that situation. That's okay. That's okay. It's Tom Izzo, man. Like, dude knows a thing or two about basketball coaching. That's going to happen. And, you know, there maybe was some argument from Kevin Willard, like, okay, if they do it, then the clock will stop and we can drag this thing out a little bit further and and go from there. I don't know. But it, it definitely was not a good outcome for Maryland to have Julian Reese on the free throw line that late in the game down by three. That's a that's not that's not desirable. All said, despite almost nothing going their way, Maryland damn near won a game on the road against a decent Michigan State team. I don't want to oversell it. They're not particularly good, but they're decent. And in this league, winning any game other than against the bottom feeders on the road is very difficult to do, as everyone's finding this season when they come to College Park. So it's a weird feeling that you have about that last night. There's no world in which you really should be worked up by the result. It definitely could have been worse. It looked like it was going to be drastically worse. If there's something you don't like, it's that the slow starts continue. They were getting their butts kicked before the game ever really began. I mean, by the time, if you never flipped over to ESPN News to watch the start of the game and you were waiting for the previous game to end on ESPN2, by the time it got on, you might have thought to yourself, huh, maybe I'll go watch the State of the Union or something like that. I mean, by the time it got onto ESPN two, I think it was damn near already fifteen. Uh, it, it was at least ten nothing. It felt like the the UCLA game from from yeah, December. Yeah, it absolutely we, felt like we got really excited for it. Yep. It was a national. Well, I mean, that, I don't know how excited everybody was for last night. It was a yeah. well. Was I mean, a road they had one four in a row, and well, I mean, I I, I get everyone been was playing, talking Maryland. They had like, been like playing they made a good turn. basketball, yeah. but it was I I never before the game thought that Maryland was winning that game. Honestly, and just that's the nature of the Big Ten. I assume that a a decent to good teams will win at home in the Big Ten. That's the assumption that I make. So, again, all of this is, it's its a weird feeling. I, it matters as much as what you do on Saturday. They're hosting Penn State on Saturday. If they go win that game, all's good. Like, everything's fine. There's no problem. And then you take your chances at home against Purdue the following Thursday and see what happens and kind of go from there. So, you know, it's a bummer. It, 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 the real bummer is the three-point shooting thing is not getting fixed. They might have a game or two where they are, you know, more capable. But they are a bad, bad, bad three-point shooting team. It's just it's just frustrating because it's Jameer Young might be one of the best dribble-drive guards sure. in all of college basketball. And, 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 and it's frustrating the moment, that they don't do that every time. The, I mean, I mean, the, I, the point that Sean Morris made, and I was getting into it with somebody on Twitter last night, and I understand they were in the first half. They were jacking some shots up. Like part of the reason they fell behind fifteen nothing is because they were running bad sets and jacking shots up. But as the game went on, they were doing a better job of running offenses 
and getting looks, just not making them. And it's the what we brought up with Sean Morris is relevant. It's the internal question. When Maryland got back into the game last night, it was because they decided to be determined and go to the basket and do nothing else. But there's things that come with that, right? Julian Reese gets this dead ball technical foul, which I, I guess I understand, but at the same time, the dude literally has him hooked in both of his arms, and he wants to shake free of that. Are you saying that it's the player's responsibility when they are being bear-hugged to just be bear-hugged and not try to go get out of that? I, I understand that in the process of trying to get out of it, he ends up bringing his arm up. Like, I understand what they saw. But they also know why his arm came up. It's because he's trying to get out of having both of his arms hooked around him. When you're going to the basket constantly, there's always going to be more of a risk of picking up an offensive foul for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. In a perfect world, when you are this good at attacking the basket, it collapses a defense and you're kicking it out to an open shooter who's drilling a three. In a perfect world. Maryland's not that. It's, It's going to be an issue the rest of the season. It will ultimately probably be the, even more than the depth, probably be the single biggest thing that that dooms them whenever we get to that point. And right now, you know, it's looking better for the chance that that point will be in the NCAA tournament, but not a given. Still work to do to make sure of that. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a lot. As it, as it turns out, that's a lot. Um, let's talk about that in a second. Let's talk about that in a second. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird place. I'm just in a weird place where overall, very happy. Am I... I say very happy. I, maybe very happy is the wrong way to put it. Overall, I'm encouraged. I keep using that word. I use it in my column on Monday. I'm overall very encouraged by what I've seen. It is still, it's going to be tough to watch a team that can't knock down threes. Like it's, especially when the other team can. Like Michigan State's not that good, but they could just knock down threes. They could change the game in two possessions, and Maryland just isn't doing that. It's tough. Sean Morris's point, you know, remembering to see the forest through the trees, is they're gonna they're not gonna be like this forever. Like they're just not. They're not gonna be like this forever. They're they're gonna end up next year getting a shooter or two on the floor. If you can keep getting Kevin Willard teams to buy in and sell out defensively, and to be fair, a lot of Mark Turgeon teams defended. I don't want to be disrespectful about that. Like, when I compare these two things, Mark Turgeon teams did play defense a lot. They ran really bad sets. Offense looked utterly lost at times. Offense has looked lost at the beginning of games a couple of times. Last night they looked lost offensively, but they fixed it quickly. They got better sets. They didn't always get good results, but they got better sets. You get some shooters on the floor, you keep defensive intensity up, you add a little bit of depth, you have three guys off the bench that you can trust and give real minutes to, including 
maybe another big that can be helpful, you got a real chance moving forward. But you're not going to solve all that this season, obviously. All right, today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. You're thinking about a change in your career. The Baltimore County Police Department has some great opportunities available, including an opportunity for you if you're right out of high school or you know someone who's right out of high school who hasn't been able to launch themselves just yet. There's an opportunity for you to start with a cadet salary of $30,000 or more. If you're a lateral officer, a new officer who's making a change in their life, salary's over $60,000. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website for you to find out more. For better or for worse, Drew Forrester joins us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit and stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. There's something for everyone this February at Laurel Park. Come watch live horse racing every Friday through Sunday and join us on Saturday, February 18th for the Winter Stakes Spectacular featuring six stakes races and $900,000 in purses, including the General George and Barbara Fritchie Stakes. The fun doesn't stop there. Stick around for our Winter Mardi Gras celebration with live music, delicious food and drinks, and a carnival atmosphere. Plus, don't miss out on President's Day holiday racing on Monday, February 20th. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. That's laurelpark.com for more. See you at the track. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? Back in here on GCR as we continue on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Drew Forrester is in studio with us. We Drew's call this segment the upgrade. The upgrade is what we call it. Hey, coming up like at Royal a, Farms Coffee? 
coming no up. Way. You do have your Royal Farms. What did you go with I would have brought you guys one you're in. A, you're a big Jamaican, Jamaican blue, blue, man. Yeah. Is it always Jamaican blue for you? Or do All you the way back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I... I visited Glen Burnie. I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't as good as Jamaican Blue. I'm just being as honest as I can. <laughs> they used to have all those fancy names. Yeah, the stuff you guys oh, had down used there. used to have all those fancy names for we, it. We called it Skunk Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was going to get you guys a coffee, and um, and then I decided not to. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thanks, buddy. That's like that means Stuart, a lot to me. It's like Stuart Sink that time when I <laughs> yeah. I said, Stu, you want... You come on with me right. uh, tomorrow morning, 8.30. He goes, ah, I can't. I got that practice round tomorrow morning. I said, well, you're, I'm on from 6 to 10. Yeah. Just hop in your car. Right. And on the way over, I'll give you yeah, the number, and you yeah, call in. Give a good call, yeah. Uh, I can't tomorrow. I said, well, how about Wednesday morning? Right. The good news is we're on all week. How about yeah. Wednesday morning? Yeah. And he said, I got the same thing. I got like 8.30 practice time every day this week. Yeah. I said, well, you could just get in your car and... Right. Or, or by the way, this is before, or, before we knew that we shouldn't be doing phone calls in the car and stuff like this. Used to be my deal with Ravens players when when you and I were on on your way I, to practice every day over. Sam Cook, I would say, hey, Sam, just call us. I mean, it, it was a, Ray Rice did it one more. A lot of guys. I would just say, hey, tomorrow morning on your way in, why don't you just call in? Why don't you just call yeah. the, the station? I mean, you're just driving, and most of the guys would be like, oh, all right, fine, I'll do right. it. So but, I said to Stuart Sink, I said, hey, you know what's funny is, I I, I love I love golf so much. What time's your practice round over? Yeah, I'll I'll work around you. I, I'll come back to yeah. the station. Yeah, right. What time's your practice round over? One, one thirty. Uh, why don't you just call at three, and I'll be at the station. He said. Yeah. Honestly, I just don't feel like doing it. Right. Right. Uh, in a way, and, and if he had said that, I had mad respect for that. No, but if he, I would have had more mad respect if he said that first. Yeah, right. If, if, if right, 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 right. Instead of putting you through the rigmarole. For about four minutes there, I'm back and forth with him. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. And I'm yeah, like, right. I'm begging. And I'm, you know, yeah. and I'm like, come on, Stu. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, he finally goes, I just don't feel like doing it. And I said, no problem. And I and I walked away. And I, and I was, in no way, shape, or form was I mad. I mean, I was sitting there. Primarily, the truth of the matter, I was sitting there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday because I didn't want to fight the traffic mm. from Congressional. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm either leaving at 3 or I'm leaving at 6.30. And the, the spread, the food and the drinks, there's no reason to leave. Yep. You just stay there the whole time. And I'm like, this is perfect. I'll stay here until 5.30. Yep. And there I'll go was. in the media center. What are, what are you doing? Right. I'll go get dinner and yeah. have a cocktail and talk to Rex Hoggart or somebody, and then yeah. I'll drive home at 7, and the traffic won't be bad. So I was there. It wasn't like he kept me there. So when he said, I'm, I think I'll pat, you know, when he said, I just don't feel like doing it, I just said, okay, thanks, and I turned to walk away. I, In no way, shape, or form did I give off the impression I was mad. Because I, I wasn't really. Mm. And he, I think you and, were a little And mad. he said, I think you were a little. Well, I wasn't mad. About, I mean, right. it, it's just, it's a. No, I get it's a Richard move, but, but like I'm not. But that's, but a, that's it. Would be different if I would have had right, I waited there, right? And and been like, dude, I got to get out of here at five thirty. Oh, good, he's done, right? And then he would have done that. Then I probably would have been miffed. But I was staying anyway. But when I turned and walked away, he said, "Hey, um, it was Drew, right?" Right. I turned around and he goes, "No hard feelings." Yeah, appreciate. That. Thanks. I said, thanks to, right. <laughs> none at all. <laughs> like, well, if you shoot a hundred. <laughs> But no, no problem. No so anyway, I would have brought you guys a cup of coffee. No, but no. But then I decided that we're not going to do that. Right? And I appreciate. I appreciate it. I appreciate you it. You drink coffee there, Gavin? Uh, no, I don't. You don't. Yeah. All right. 
Hey, uh, Joe Smith is going to join us in about 24 minutes. That's uh, impossible that that's his real name. It is Joe Smith's real name. What, what the, are you trying the to tell basketball me? We'll stick with the this plan. We're going to stick with that. So oh, then if, Joe Smith's going to join it. us at 11.20 is when he's going to join us. Dallin Cuff uh, from ESPN will join us at 11. It, it, he didn't get the memo that you don't do guests, by the way, Drew. He didn't get that, you know. Remember, remember the time I booked Raleigh Massimino? He came in and he was like, oh, if you're just going to ruin when I'm here, everybody's here to listen to me. Oh, so right, right, right. I said, right. I'm so sorry. Oh, right. I'm sorry that I would have booked a legendary coach to right. come on with you at the same time. Right. Won the national yeah, championship when, other, other when Gary that. McClain was all hopped up on right. whatever he was hopped up right, on. Right, exactly right. Which turned out actually to be true. Uh, As Gary McClain and, jo- and Ed Pinckney were having that first half, everyone watching the game, this was before you were born, everyone watching the game said... I was born. What? Oh, you were? Yeah. 1985, you yes. were. Yes, I was born in '83. Okay, yeah. Well, you weren't watching the game. No, I well, I don't think I was. <laughs> but everybody watching that game in the first half, I think Villanova shot like 81 percent, and everyone watching said, "What on earth are those two guys hopped up on?" Mm-hmm. And ten years later, we found out. Right. <laughs> they they were hopped up, and that you know that well. In fairness, so is everybody else. Uh, yeah, but not like that that maybe, night. May, maybe not. Maybe they shot eighty-one percent from the floor right, in the right, first half. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, uh, Joe Smith was teammates, of course, with LeBron James in Cleveland at one point. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, Dallin Cuff was in studio last night the uh, goat. for ESPN. Oh, don't let's not do that. Let's not do that. You don't want to have that argument. Uh, no. In fact, it pops up in Would You Rather Wednesday. Oh, okay. Hey, let's not do that. I won't so, be here for that because I, I have uh, I, golf. I mean, I have to get out of here. Or I got an appointment. Yeah. yeah. When, when do you have to leave? When I got an appointment at 11. You have to duck out. 11.33, I got to get out. 11.38. Really? 11.38, really? I got to roll. You got to roll at 11.38. 11.38. All right. We'll sure On the tee. We squeeze. <laughs> is, that, wait, is, that, <laughs> is that what it is? Um, See, the good thing about golf is, like, you got a 12, 14 tee time. You, you can walk up there at 12, 12 and play. Yeah, you like... Oh, today's nice. Oh, the people will be playing. Today, oh, yeah, it's right? beautiful yeah, today. Yep. All right, a couple things. One, right. did you watch the Lakers thing last night? Did you watch? I, I saw the. I turned it on. It was he had twenty-seven. Okay. points. I think when I turned it on. What did you? I was following along I, with it. I, I. By the way, the reason why we default to LeBron versus Michael Jordan is because we have nothing else. That's all anybody has. It's it's so dumb. It's so boring. I don't even want to go there. All right. What did you make of the? The Cal Ripken esque stoppage to the game last night. What did you make of that? In terms of its appropriateness or mm-hmm. not, I think that there are so few things that matter in sports. But in, you know, let's just make it basketball. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many things that just matter in basketball that it does require or deserve, maybe not require. It deserves some sort of formal break. How long was it? 24 minutes or something, something like, like that? Something like that, yes. It deserves a formal break to say this is, you know, that this is an incredible accomplishment. Uh, obviously, it it helped, I think, that it was at home. I don't know. It would be interesting to know, I guess. Would the league have done something similar had they been in Oklahoma City instead of in L.A.? Right. And, and the I think the answer to that sort of kind of is no. I think they would have done something. I think there would have been a break. I think they would have right. acknowledged it. But I don't think it would have gone on quite as long as it went on. In the same way, and baseball made it obviously happen for the Orioles, although there was a weird – wasn't there a weird set of circumstances with the Orioles where they had a they had a rain out or something, and 
if they had had another rain out, the, maybe the that game, game would have been would, on the. It was the, it was the last game of a homestand, right? For sure, there was something yes. weird happened. Where it, it was the scheduled day from before the season. The before the season, it was set, supposed to be September sixth. Okay, but I thought something happened where they were nervous that the game might have happened on the road because I thought I remember them saying something maybe about they might have moved there, the game. Maybe there was a schedule. Maybe they had had a rain I don't out remember, during the but season. It just, right. In my back of my mind, I remember them saying if something weird happened, they would potentially move the ga- a, a, a game from later to that. You know, they would make it at home. Whereas last night, because of the nature of you never know when he's going to score all these points, right. it was at home completely by happenstance. Sure, sure. Right. So when when they got to the 30, whenever it was the other night, Sunday, I guess it was Sunday when they when he got within 36? Yep. Yeah. So they knew, hey, this thing's got a real chance of happening on Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Um, and I'm assuming that that's when they put all this together. I don't think it was inappropriate. I, I think, that, like I said, they're... What other record? No one cares about the all-time rebounding record. I mean, would they stop the game I can't and, and say someone just you broke the record? You don't know I who think has they, the all-time rebounding that's, record. That's true. It's probably Rodman. But if they stopped, they would stop that game, but they wouldn't have any sort of prolonged celebration. No. They would stop it if... By, by the way, it's Wilt. Okay. It's Wilt. So if someone broke Wilt Chamberlain's all-time um, which record, by the way, are we talking about? <laughs> that one. By the way, which <laughs> which number is greater? Because the rebound number is twenty three thousand nine hundred and twenty four. Uh, that one's better, but not by much. Apparently. Yeah, I, right. I, although I don't, I'm not. Certain. I still don't think I agree with uh, that. I believe the mathematical. Uh, you say that. I. By the way, you're not going to believe this. Dennis Rodman's not even in the top ten. Oh, really? It's this is insane. So who are the top ten? Uh, Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Kareem, Elvin Hayes, Moses Malone, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Robert Parrish, Kevin Garnett, and Dwight Howard. Dennis Rodman, wow. 23rd. Wes uh, Unseld is 14th. I, I wouldn't have thought that. Anyway, so I thought it was appropriate. And again, I, I'm saying that, though, mainly based on I just don't know how many other things in the NBA are, are right. all that worthy. I, I would say to me the greatest record, th- this, is a, this is a record about longevity because Michael – didn't Michael play current currently? Michael pl- has played in three hundred fewer games. Sounds Is that about right? right? Yeah. Um, the record, I think, the one that I've always thought in the NBA is the remarkable one is Golden State beating Chicago's yeah, wins record. record. Right, except that they didn't win the title and Chicago did. That's the okay, but I mean, you yeah, I get it. That, that they went seventy. It's insane. I agree. It's what they do that year? Seventy three. They go yes. seventy four and eight or seventy three and uh, I think it was seventy three and nine because the last game still mattered, so it had to be seventy three and nine. Okay, remember because they they won their last. And who game beat the, Cleveland beat them that year? Right, that's yes. the year Cleveland yeah, beat them in, in seven game games seven. where it was fixed. Right. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> What? Well, it's all fixed. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've heard the NFL's rigged. They send scripts But to out. me, I would say that was that. That's the that's the record. Like that, the NBA. That's the one that I think, man. That's really worth, you know, doing something about. And I, I remember. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. What was that? Fifteen, sixteen. Uh, what was Kobe Bryant's final? It was the same year as Kobe Bryant's final season. Okay, so f- fifteen, sixteen, somewhere around yeah. there. Um. They you the the thing about the Warriors that year is that they wanted that, like they it I, was I, yeah, I, the fifteen sixteen season and so I'm not 16. and I'm not saying that Chicago didn't because I think I remember in Phil Jackson's book, um, Sacred Hoops he he talked about that and said that they didn't start thinking about it until like December that the Bulls were 
whatever they were, 20 right. and 2. Right. They, or they had a chance. 19, 22 and 2. Sure. And someone said, like, hey, we could do this. You like, can win 70 games. We're not, right. We might not lose five more times, right. six more times. The, the Warriors set out to do it. The, I think Golden State started off that year like 11 and 0 or 11 and 1 and said, let's go do we're this. We're going to do right. this. Let's go. Let's go break and, this. And record. to ask an NBA, and you see it all the time with this controversy over the load management, mm-hmm. to ask NBA players to try every night yeah, it's is—it's it, impossible. And, and maybe cost them the NBA title in the process. Right. right. But it's—it's—it's it's, it's impossible to get all fourteen of those guys, and some of them don't play. But it's impossible to get those guys to all try every night. Yes. I don't care who the coach is. You can't do it. Because they won't do it. If you're the Wizards, it's impossible to get them to try any night. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so anyway, I would say to me that that's the greatest thing. That's the greatest record in the NBA. But this is this is significant, and I think it. This is the. F- I, I said this to somebody yesterday. Was talking when we were talking about it. This is the first. And I, I guess Brady also counts. LeBron is the first athlete that I that I really ever saw in my lifetime. Go from a prodigy to the oh, arguably. Brady wasn't a prodigy. That's my point. Yeah. This is the first guy in my lifetime that I've seen go from, and and I guess Tiger would be the other one. So I, I, I'd throw Tiger in there, but yeah. LeBron is the first. LeBron's the first guy I've ever seen go from prodigy. Sports Illustrated cover. He can't miss. He's going to be the greatest. You got to see this kid. Two, he became the greatest. Like you talk about. Remember the we just I just saw the video. I was telling you the YouTube, not YouTube, but the Amazon Prime about the dude who went to um, UNLV and then got all, uh, went in the crack house. Um, crack hacker. Greg Ant, Stacy Augman. No, no, uh, no. Um, went went out there, played played, tried to play at UNLV. Right. Was a New York kid. Went out there was a UNLV. was a playground legend. I'm, you're not thinking of Sebastian Telfair. No, right? no, no, no. He Adidas ruined him. Um, no, this was in the this was in the UNLV's heyday. Oh, what was the kid's name? Oh my gosh, I just saw the I just saw the whole thing. I, uh, you say that? Didn't they call him Sweet Lloyd, Pea? Lloyd Daniels. Lloyd Daniels. Thank you. So I just saw that if if anyone has, I think it was on Amazon Prime. If anyone has one of the streaming services and you can watch that Lloyd Daniels um, documentary. It's unbelievable because Lloyd Daniels was LeBron James growing up. Everyone said this is the, this guy's going to be the greatest player in the history of the NBA. And he flatlined before he even got to college. Right. right? Couldn't get in. Tarkanian. So supposedly got him in and then he got found in a crack house and was mm-hmm. never the same. And he mm-hmm. did play in the NBA, but he, but he right, was a right, correct. He was a nobody. LeBron's the first guy I've ever seen, maybe other than Tiger. But again, I'm I'm going to say that because it's niche. I knew about Tiger when he was winning the U.S. Amateur, yeah, but no but one else did. People were making a big deal. They, they, oh no, no, no! Like I, hundred percent. I think Tiger counts as a prodigy, but I think the argument you're making is relevant, which was LeBron was thought of more as a he's going to take a team there wherever, was, wherever right, he goes, right? Wherever LeBron goes, he's going to take this franchise. And turn them into something, right? And and he did. He turned the Cavaliers into a a legitimate franchise 100%, two times. hundred percent. And you can make you can insert your funny jokes about um, the dudes that went down there with him to Miami. But he 
he he also helped them. Oh, right, I mean, they won two titles. Right, yes. right, right. I mean, he had some help, obviously. Yeah, but but you they know. weren't gonna they weren't gonna win two titles without LeBron. No Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh alone were and not gonna I, win two NBA. And, titles. and I would say this: this is the other thing, and I wrote this today at Drew's Morning Dish. Like, this is the one thing I would say about LeBron that really resonates with me. He has been above the fray, other than the clumsy, dumb moves. Even I understand. Uh, 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 I understand. Been, he has yes. been above the fray for his entire career, despite having off, the giant off the court. Mm-hmm. They have never. He has. He has led a completely charmed life. No one's ever had a problem with him. He has never appeared on the cover of the tabloids. You, I have no idea who his wife is, I mean, how many kids they have. I know he's got. Well, then obviously, you're, you're kind of alone in that. A lot of people do know who his wife uh, okay. is, and a lot of people do. But know, well, you certainly know who his kids right, are. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he's never. He he is remarkable in that way. Yes, there have been there have been rumors but that have been out about LeBron and and whether or not he's you know dabbled in extra marital affairs. I don't. You know, uh, okay, like, I've never even seen any of that. But okay, correct. Fair he, enough. Is, he is as far as a brand goes, and as far as someone who seems like a decent. That would be odd, by the way, for a basketball player. Right, I know, and it never never do you see that. <laughs> Apparently, might have come up just short of Wilt Chamberlain. By the way. The, the, but anyway, the, that's my whole no, point the, with him. The, is the story that you're trying to is that for the most part he's been a legitimate role model. He has been absolutely a a larger than life figure. That I think he's very, very, very underappreciated for the entire package. I, of LeBron I don't know about James. underappreciated because you know he's all that he's the only person anybody ever talks about in basketball, right? I don't know if he can be. And he's and here's the weirdest thing: he's never been called for traveling. It's so weird how that works. Never right. in his career. Not one time. Remarkable. <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing. How about the one game? Yes. When, when got, they, they don't call the foul at the end of the no, game. No, but how about the one game when oh. they when he somebody inbounded the ball to him? <laughs> Do you remember this? Like four years ago? It's still online where he put the ball under his arm and walked like six steps with it while right. he was talking to somebody on the bench. Right. And they didn't they didn't that's, they didn't call travel. That's just but they don't call but they don't in fairness, it, that's not just LeBron. But he they don't the really ball, call it on anybody. But he put the ball under oh, his arm the way you and, and just, I would at the gym. Correct, just walked up the floor <laughs> like he was a running back. And they were like, ah, go ahead, good. go ahead, go. Anyway, right here. so I thought it was appropriate last night. I, I, I guess I, what I'm going to say is going to sound really weird because you couldn't become the leading scorer without being a rock star. It, it, it was probably, it was probably spotlighted more last night because it was him, and not. And I don't even know because if it were Steph Curry, they'd probably do the same thing. And and again, well, I mean, I, I, yes, you don't become the the great. Right. The and that's my point. Without like, being that, I don't know how player, to say yes. that. Like without, like I just found I, this I, out. I, yes, if somehow I, here's your the way that you're trying to say. If somehow James Harden, correct. There, that's a great right. point. Was it, now, they would still stop the game and they would go, James, way to go, buddy. Right, All right, correct. what time? How much? How much time we got exactly left? Exactly right. Like here's a here's a for instance. Who's the NFL's all time leader? In interceptions by a linebacker. I genuinely have no idea. Of course you don't. You know who it was? Who? The father of the Towson football coach. Is it really? Yes. I did not know that. He has 37 career. Former Baltimore Don Shinnick. Yes. He's the all-time leader in linebacker interceptions. I I think Ray finished with 34. Yeah. 33, 34. sounds right. Somewhere in there. That sounds right. 31 for Ray Lewis. Okay. Thank you. And Shinnick had 37? Yes. Okay. So... So there you go. Okay, but, like, that, but that's but a, if Don, that, but there's if no some, comparison. Right, between no, those. but my point is the other way around. Yes. If Ray Lewis had the record, yes. and Don Shinnick 
who plays for but the I still Texans. Don't think, I still don't think they would have stopped. The, even if it was Ray Lewis, I just don't think. Because it's the, it, right. the it's an innocuous obscure. step. Right, right, right. right. It's uh, an innocuous but we've step. seen but anyway. quarterbacks break records. That's what I think LeBron stinks. We've seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we bring him in. Drew Forrest <laughs> with DrewsMorningDish.com. I am not Skip Bayless, Drew by the way. Forrest. Skip's like, LeBron's overrated. I'm like, what is wrong I mean, with this guy? It's, so, it's all so dumb. You right. do, I don't, why don't we do Would You Rather Wednesday now? Because I don't know how long you're sticking around. Would You Rather Wednesday uh, is upon us. It's brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Three scenarios, they're up. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Get your responses in. I think we have one more uh, Glory Days gift card that we can give away today to someone who participates. Number one, would you rather... By the way, the, sam- the salmon over there is absolutely unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. It's so I've... freaking good. So many things that I've had there. It, 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 the salmon is so good. Anyway, All right. Go would ahead. you rather... Yes. The Ravens make a very reasonable trade. Nothing more than a third rounder for okay. DeAndre Hopkins or... Okay. Sign Keenan Allen if he's cut by the Chargers, which the rumors are that he's going to be cut by the Chargers. I mean, they're both basically the same age, right? Keenan Allen's 30 and will be 31. And isn't Hopkins 31, will be 32? Uh, Somewhere in there. Yeah, they're, right, both, the right, they're both right around there, yes. Uh, Keenan Allen is 30. Uh, right. He will be 31 in April. Right. And DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, is lost. I think he's actually 30 t- as well. I think they might be the exact okay. same age. Yes, he's 30 and will be 31 in June. So I'm going. I, I, you know, this is. You're getting. You, you don't have. You don't have to give up a third round pick. You know what I say about these draft picks for the most part. Like I, I, I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. Trade them. I don't care. Um. I also think. No, maybe I'm wrong. I may be wrong on this. I also think it matters who the quarterback is. It definitely so matters who the quarterback is. Well, I'm saying is. it matters who the quarterback is as it relates to those two guys. I don't see them as the exact same player. They're, they're not. I agree yeah. with that. Um, I think I would probably take Keenan Allen. Okay. Now, it's worth pointing out Keenan I, Allen missed seven games Yeah, no, no. Season, he's been, right? he's been, he hasn't always been healthy either. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, missed half the season. Both of the last two years. Oh, he's years. got a gambling problem. Um, or was it steroids? Steroids. Uh, same thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Not exactly. It's Calvin I, Ridley that you're thinking of. Uh, yeah, who, who played a DraftKings bet or something yeah, right. and they got suspended for a year. Because the league doesn't involve the league is against gambling. I don't know if you've noticed. The league does not want anything to do with gambling. Have you noticed that? <laughs> it's weird. They've really distanced themselves. <laughs> So like I said, there's one thing that we're all not gonna, the things in that the are, National Football League we're all, not going to stand for. Of all the things that are a joke about the NFL, and there are a lot of things it's that weird. are a joke. His suspension was brought to you by DraftKings. Yeah, correct. It's just really strange. But of all the things that are a joke God, about I, the I, league. I, I, wish, I wish beyond anything that they would have had like a pre-made graphic for tweets. You know what I mean? Like the, you know how a lot of oh, companies, yeah, no doubt. Oh, and, like somehow it got out. Somehow it got out. Accidentally, the tweet that announced the suspension. Or if they would have said odds that DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> will be reinstated not, by the. I mean, not Calvin DeAndre Ridley. Hopkins. Odds that Calvin Ridley will be reinstated by the end of the year. Yeah. Seven to one. Right. Fourteen to one. Go right now, Ben right. Caesar. So, of all the things that are a joke about the league, and there are tons of things yes. we could all. Uh, in London's at the top of my, I mean, the, the European trips at the top of my list, the Thursday night thing, the uh, the rules. There's so many things that are stupid. By far the stupidest thing is their current stance on gambling and the fact that the gambling companies funnel about $200 million into them every year. 
and you can't go to the game without them talking about gambling. But the players can't even put themselves on a fantasy football team. It's outrageous. Yep. That's I get it. No, I that mean, you should but, say to the no, players, no, 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 no. you can't I, gamble on the games you're playing in. I, I, I would go a step further. I understand it. If you're a professional athlete, you're right. making this much money, and you can't understand, like, dude, you right. can do you whatever. You can do whatever you want to do. You just can't do this. You, you can't do this. Right. And you, and that's. But it was just, we're suspended for a season. I hear you. That's over. I the mean, top. come on. I get, I get it. But right. but you have remember to the do- guy that hit Flacco in the in the Dolphins game on Monday night. Yes, Kiko Alonso. He got suspended. He got a 15-yard penalty, and they might have thrown him out of the game. He almost killed the guy. That, I believe they did throw him out. I think Flacco <laughs> died that night. All damn near did. Ryan Jensen is still fighting that guy somewhere. Ryan, remember when Flacco put up two fingers and him. said, like, I'm good? Yeah, check, please. <laughs> remember? Flacco, they right, said, right. Joe, where are right, you? Right, he said, right. Earth. So your answer is? Keenan, I'll take Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is your answer. Yeah. And possibly it's got to do with the helmets. <laughs> of course it does. It's, I don't think he gets to bring him with him. I know, but I'm just... I don't think that but, it works that way. But when I close I my eyes... To, I used to have... I used to wear it a lot. If Hopkins it. was still with the Texans, it would be him. I had a powder blue Sean Merriman jersey, uh, and uh, it was my favorite thing uh, ever. No it was my absolute no favorite thing ever. The Ravens could be playing the Chargers, and I would want to wear it, because I just There's something it so about bad. them moving, though, from San Diego to L.A. And yeah, it's not the same. It's not. It's not. They, it, no, those were San Diego colors. By the colors. way, they'd get into the play. Justin Herbert would be in the playoffs and winning games if they were in San Diego. Oh, completely they'd be, that. They'd be that. It's something to do with L.A. Uh, you lost your fantasy football league this year. The penalty is that you have to do an Aaron Rodgers-style four-day. Off in the shower, lost again? <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Now, tell me why it is. Why is it off in the shower? What's that was the, my team. It was yeah, my team why, name the one year. Why? And the guy that ran the league said you can't use that name anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, Come on, man. Uh, you have to do an Aaron Rodgers four-day darkness retreat. I saw this. This guy's lost I, his mind. I don't think people are really thinking this through, but we'll get back to it. This guy's or, lost his mind. Or the penalty is that you have to take a Tom Brady-style thirst trap photo. I'm sure you saw it. You might even was that the it. one yesterday where he was in his underwear? Yeah, you might have it hanging on your well, wall. By I this thought point. that was a Photoshop. Was that real? No, that's real. That's legitimate. Right, tell me what happened. He he, he, he took a photo of himself. involved in an underwear company. Okay. And there was something out there like, hey, if this gets 4,000 retweets, Tom will take a picture. And he, and it's his company, so he yeah. did it. Like, you he you did don't it have a picture. You don't have something. Yeah, of course I have the picture. I know you do. Yeah, of course I no, have so it. He, so he, okay. We might start hanging it up here. So this was a legit. I thought it was Photoshop. No. So this was legitimate. This is legitimate. Okay. Okay, again, the scenario is okay, go ahead. either you've got to go on the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat for four days. With him. No, not with Aaron. It's by yourself. Oh, you got to go it's by abundantly yourself. clear. You okay. go by yourself, no phone, no nothing. You just sit in the dark for four days. For four days, they bring you your food. That's it. That's all. There's like a, a, sl- a slot in the wall. This guy has lost his mind. And your mind, food man. comes through. This is like or, Shawshank Redemption. Or you recreate the Tom Brady photo. It gets sent to everyone in your phone. And it's got to be your profile pic until the start of next season. Yeah, I'm not changing my profile picture. It's me and Ethan at the Senior Open, so I'm not that's, changing that. That's the one. That's so, the yeah. thing. I'm not changing my profile. You're, you're going to go torture yourself. A lot of the days. guys that I would send this to have seen me in my underwear. I, I, I do. I think that's true. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. And number three. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going on that four-day darkness thing. you got to pick one or the other. I'll do the underwear. You're doing the underwear. Yes. <laughs> Proudly, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, Proudly. <laughs> uh, you go to a Super Bowl party on Sunday night. When you get there, you find. And you, do I get invited or do I force my <laughs> you, way? Or you crash. Or do I force no, my no, way in and I get yelled at by. What was that guy's name? Oh, 
God. What was that player's name? I, uh, Played for Orlando. I know. It wasn't Matt Harpering. It was, oh, God. Uh, was it, Are you sure it wasn't Matt Harper? No. But it was a white guy. It was a tall, yes. good-looking white Orlando Magic oh, basketball God. player, and I think he went to Georgia Tech. It wasn't Matt Gukas, was no. it? No. All right. Hang on. Hang on. We'll get back to it. Do you remember, the, I do, remember, I remember what happened? Oh, I 1,000% remember. We'll get back to it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to your party. You get invited to this You know, it's a party. It's you, your friends, the whole thing. It's at a house. It's you, not the commissioner's party, is it? Because we Shut up. We were never allowed to go, yeah. <laughs> so well, we, we had tickets. We were invited. <laughs> we weren't allowed to go. We weren't allowed to go. Um, you have no car, you can't leave. Okay. Either, either the sound doesn't work the entire night. Doesn't get fixed. No sound whatsoever. No sound where? On the, the watching the Super Bowl. Oh, 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 Super Bowl party. No, no sound. sound. Okay. No sound at all. Who's doing the game? By the way, uh, uh, this is Fox, so it's, okay. uh, it, it's Might be Greg better Olson that way. and, um, and Burkhardt, Kevin, Kevin Burkhardt, yes. Okay. Um, no sound. And by the way, because people have already tried it, you can't use your phone to get sound. There's no sound. Sick. There's no you just have to watch the game sound. like it's a Spanish soccer game. Or the party devolves into an explosive three-plus-hour continued LeBron James-Michael Jordan goat debate. I'll take the no sound. Okay. I'm good with that. I watch okay. a lot of sports with no sound. Okay. I'm good with that. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Plus Twitter. Plus, we all Facebook. know it's LeBron anyway. That's great. Right. Exactly right. Why, why would we? Why would we debate? Why would we sit around for three hours and talk exactly about that? Exactly right. Get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. Into hour number two of the program. Last night, Maryland falls to Michigan State. Our next guest was in studio for ESPN. He's been in studio for a few Maryland games throughout the course of the season. He is ESPN analyst Dallin Cuff, and he's with us now here on GCR. Dallin, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Glenn, Drew, good to be on with you guys. Um, is listening, not listening to Super Bowl that painful? I, mean, I, I came in partway through okay, the Okay, so the yeah, scenario right. is that right. it's, it's, it's not that difficult at all, right? I, 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 <laughs> I know what you're saying. And people would point out, like, not having the broadcaster is not the end of the world. But it also means... You don't hear the commercials. Oh, please. You don't hear Rihanna. Four of those. Oh, well, wait a minute. So I forgot you know, about that. You don't hear any of that Yeah, I forgot either. about that. I do think it's a more relevant debate than people are giving it credit for. No, I hear you. Okay, I get what you're saying there, and I understand that you want to be part of the cultural conversation. That's that exactly. So you got to watch the yeah. – That's very I, I, important. I get it. But here's, here's my take on I, – I don't know what this says about me in recent – I'd say the last nine or ten months. <laughs> I care a whole hell of a lot less about being part of the cultural conversation. Good, I feel a lot better for you. not being on Twitter, not scrolling through Instagram, just going about watching games, hanging out, talking to people like I enjoy, and moving on. I, I find it freeing in some regards right. to say, you know what? I don't know about that. You know what? I probably yeah, don't give a crap. You're good. Right? You, deserve a, you deserve a medal. 100%. I just started watching Ted Lasso like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are people think I'm insane. But I started watching White Lotus. <laughs> I started watching White Lotus this week, and I'm not going to make it to season two. I have no idea what people are talking what? about. Dude, I, what? See, no, here we dude, go. Dude, hold on, hold on, Down. hold on. Hold, we, we've hijacked the show. Dude, <laughs> this is what I miss. I'm not, I don't. I don't need to be part of cultural conversation. I don't care what happened at Grammys. But that is when you watch that whole watch the whole season. He, this is how I describe that show to people. He just he wraps up. Mike White wraps up race, class, power, gender, I, I, sex, I, okay. drugs, and it, love in, into into a murder mystery to keep our small brains able to focus on these bigger issue topics and how they affect our world and how people interact. It is an incredibly smart show. Very well done. Oh. Give it the full full lot. And I want to say this. That guy, Armand, if you haven't watched Armand go off the deep end yet, that guy is one of my favorite characters of all time. I, He's nuts. 
Yeah, but as soon as you said smart show, that excluded Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you this is. I know we need to talk. What's it on White Lotus? Uh, what is HBO? It? It's an oh, okay. It's an HBO it show. leaves me yeah. out. Right, I don't have. Right, cable. I want to give you one more because we play this. Would you rather Wednesday game? It's a very silly game we play every week. I'm going to give you one more based like on it. where you are by saying you can separate yourself from culture. I, I'm sure you're aware of Aaron Rodgers is going on this four-day darkness retreat. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you've heard about yeah. that. Would you rather mm-hmm. you have lost a bet? We've made it fantasy football, but you lost something. It requires you to either go on a four-day darkness retreat. I mean, literally sit in a dark room by yourself, nothing, no phone, nothing, for four consecutive days. Or I'm not sure if you're aware, Dallin, Tom Brady took a, a photo photograph in his underpants recently and shared it out on Twitter. <laughs> You have to recreate the Tom Brady photo and send it to everyone in your phone. Which would you rather? Uh, wow, this is um, we don't know each other that well, so I'll answer the Aaron Rodgers one first. I am a social creature, and if I can't read something or talk that's to somebody or watch something, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Right. So going to solitaire is not okay. Now, when you look at if you just I mean, let's be real. I like to be out in the sun, and there may be my Instagram profile has enough shirts of me shirtless with it. Then I'm fine doing the Brady thing. You're I'm good. doing the Brady thing tomorrow. <laughs> Happily. I don't care. I'm, it's start, I'm starting to think that Dallin might just choose no to doubt. do it. He doesn't have to lose I'm, the I'm, bet. I'm the same way. <laughs> he might just recreate it. I'm in. Oh, man. Dude, yeah, I am not going to go sit in the dark somewhere. No, I'm, I'm just torture. not. Torture. No, like, no. Torture Can't. for 40. I'm out. Right. Hell. All right, Dallin. Let's, let's, just say, let's, just say this. let's just say this. I would not be master of my domain for any Seinfeld fans out there. <laughs> oh, That's the only thing I would do to occupy my time. Not bad. Not bad. Dallin Cuff is with us here on GCR. Hey, like, we are trying to figure this out. Maryland is not a very good team, right? We know that. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. I don't know about that. They are, they're, they're, a, they're kind of a mid, middle of the Big Ten team. They're a middle of you know, the top tier of college basketball team. But our expectations were really low for this mm-hmm. team with not a lot of depth and a first-year coach. I, I would say that like, even after you see a night last night where they shoot for three for 22 – but yet they somehow find themselves leading late in the game. I, I think it speaks to why most of us are very encouraged about not just the direction of this team right now, but the long-term prospects for Kevin Willard at the University of Maryland. Yeah, when you're building a team and when you're first year as a coach, the most important thing is to have your foundational pieces. You're, you're trying to build out a culture. What do we value? What are, what are we about? And I think it was on display last night. And Kevin Willard's shown it throughout his career. His teams are tough. They're tough physically, tough-minded. There is an element of an ethos of, of a collective nature that they're going to battle together. And when they go down to 15 nil, man, a lot of teams, and I mentioned this, I think, in, the, in one of our pops there at some point in time, you watch a team like Carolina that goes down Wake Forest earlier in the day, and just, that team totally quit. They're more talented than Maryland. But they have an intangible thing that's, that's in question, has been in question for over a season now. And despite that run to the championship game last year, doesn't erase some of the intangible flaws that group has. And as much as Hubert Davis is trying to correct them, it's about the guys on the team and how they view each other, how they view themselves. These dudes down 15 nothing, couldn't make a shot, kept battling on defense, eventually started to get something going and get back in that game and actually kept it competitive in a game where they didn't play well. They just willed themselves into it. So I, I, if I were a Maryland fan too right now, I would be – it's been a roller coaster. Like you said, expectations aren't good. You have this great start. Then you get boat raced by a couple of tournament teams and good teams, and you wonder where are we. And you go through a rugged Big Ten where you can't win on the road. That said, I still like what – what the, Kevin Willard and these guys are about, I like. Yes, they, do they need to make more jump shots? Absolutely. Do you need Dante Scott and, and Hakeem Hart? They started running more stuff for Hart, too, specifically to try to get him going. You need those guys to, to be more consistent, particularly on the road. You need certain things to happen for them to win basketball games this year. 
But as far as what, what he's building there, and I do think he's going to get it right, and he's going to get talented guys from the DMV to stay there and play there, he's the right dude for the job. And there's some good stuff they show that doesn't show up on film that's really important to starting a program in year one. But, yeah, they got to put the ball in the basket more often to win more games. You know, the interesting thing down the uh, having now seen this unfold, you know, both non-conference where you mentioned they got clobbered and then the conference games where at home they've been very good and on the road they've not been good other than maybe that Purdue game where they almost beat Purdue at in West Lafayette. They they can't shoot the three. I, I think we all kind of know that. But the question for Willard is what do you do? Do, do you abandon it? You don't really have a true big guy that you can – just you know, disregard the perimeter. So, how do you navigate that between now and the end of the regular season to get into the conference tournament? Do you abandon the three and just say, "Guys, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're giving them ten or twelve empty possessions every time we come down the court and throw up a three? Or do you tell Don Carey to have to practice three hours every day right. and get better somehow? I think it's their. I think it's the if Maryland could shoot, if, if they could just be a somewhat bad three point shooter, right? If they if they could get yeah, right. if they could get to the point where. And they've had a couple of games where they've been good, but we all know it's their Achilles heel. But if they could get to a point where they were half competent from outside the arc, they could be a dangerous team in March. They could. I mean, they're bottom 30 in the nation. I think they're like 30% from the three-point line. Oh, they're so that, terrible. that is a huge issue. But the way they play, you can't because you do – part of their part of their challenge is they have versatile players that you want to respect out to the three-point line. They can put him in the deck, like Dante Scott. They can go make a play. Um, but he also, if you can play through him in the post, you can play through him in the elbow, the short corner. It depends on when you can move him around and play through him at different times. And they have some matchup issues. And you need to exploit those matchup issues because you don't have a – you're not just going to throw Julian Norris the ball in the block. That's not going to y- yield you much fruit. fruit. Right. Um, so you have to play this way. Really what's critical for them is, is, is to get stops and at times be able to play in transition. I know they don't play fast, but you can be opportunistic when that ball off the rim and try to get ahead of defenses – but that's really hard to do in the Big Ten. Big Ten grinds you. And that's one thing. I have to go back to what was the Illinois game. I think that was in December. Um, yeah, it was. But that was a game played with, with teams that don't play in a typical Big Ten style, that don't have to have a plotting big or don't have to play slow or choose to play slow and can get up and down. And that game was played at pace. It was fun. There was shot making. It's, it's, it, that's why you, you wonder, and sometimes talking to Big Ten coaches off the record, too, in the last couple of years, when you get into the tournament, if you're more built to do that, you may have better success than teams that are built to play slow and play through the post and minimize possessions and minimize your margin of, victim, margin of error. And that's why I think some of the Big Ten teams have struggled in league play. So I'm interested to see, no, they cannot abandon the three. Because part of what they have to do is space the floor, spread the floor, make teams guard you so you can then take, team, take guys off the bounce to get paint touches, to get finishes and drop off for Reese or finishes the rim. You have to have that. And I think teams still do respect it. The guys are closing out. They're not laying off dudes entirely not clogging the lane they're still closing out the guys to guard which is important so that's why you have to shoot it you just got to make it and you're right there's no element of let's keep shooting after practice there is sometimes you hope guys stop thinking so much and just let it fly because right. he hard can shoot it young can shoot it can shoot. You, you gotta you gotta let it fly in time but as soon as you're in your own head and i know this intimately as a shooter you're screwed as soon as you start thinking about stuff you're in a real bad spot yeah, remember Bull Durham. Don't think meat, just pitch. Right, <laughs> just did. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. A great point. <laughs> Dallin, um, I, I feel like that one of the better things that Maryland is going for him is that outside of Purdue, and again, Maryland held Purdue to their lowest out point of the year. I think that when they arrive in College Park next week, Maryland's going to have at least a, a puncher's chance at winning a game against Purdue. But outside of Purdue, it doesn't seem like anybody else in the Big Ten is going to run away. It feels like Ohio State suddenly is terrible. Yeah, I mean Indiana's won a couple mm-hmm. of games, right. but just lost to Maryland in College Park last week, right? Like, I, 
it feels like you're going to be right in the mix come the Big Ten tournament that every single one of us is going to look around and say, well, we think it's Purdue by default, but hell, it could pretty much be anybody after that outside of, you know, Minnesota, Nebraska. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what I said this last night uh, to your boy SGT on his show. The thing about the Big Ten is it's hard to judge teams because the home home win percentage is so high, second in the nation. And uh, the venues are great. It makes it hard to play there. And a lot of the teams are solid. So when you're solid, you go on the road, you honestly, you usually don't win because you need your role players to be to be really good to win games on the road. And that doesn't always happen. They're usually better at home than they are on the road. And the crowd helps. The, 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 the guys in stripes, the ladies and men, and men in stripes, make a difference at home. All that stuff factors. And you're seeing that across the league, that there are, some, there are a lot of solid teams and there's one very good, potentially great team in Purdue. That said, Indiana, I think, does give you the best chance at playing and making a run or deeper into, into March out of the Big Ten because they have balance. And a team that could, I think, win the Big Ten tournament, to your question, they're more balanced than, than some of these other teams we're talking about. We mentioned some Maryland's deficiencies. Iowa, we know, can score, really struggle to guard. Rutgers has the inverse of that. Um, Michigan State, nothing, almost nothing comes easy. Illinois has been inconsistent, but I like some of their pieces, but they've been inconsistent. There's, there's glaring weaknesses with every team, minus Purdue, but I do think this is going to be a very fun – I think a lot of – I think the Big Ten – and the Big 12 is going to the Big 12 is going to be even a 7-10 game in the first round is going to be could be a great game. Um, the ACC is going to be wide open. Those three tournaments in particular are going to be just I have I don't know who's going to win. And I think that's really what's interesting. I include Purdue in the Big 10 in that because yeah. I don't think they're untouchable. I think they're very good and they're hard to beat, but as they've proven in league play whether home or road, they can be tested. And partially because of the way they play, how they have to play and at the pace they play, you you can stick with them and you can beat them. Uh, before we let you go down, I'm not going to ask you to you know, give advice because I get it. Everybody's got to make their own decision. But I want to put you – you're in Jameer Young's shoes, right? You have proven yourself at the highest level of college basketball, but you have this option to take an extra year to come back, be on a really good team. You're never going to be an NBA player given your limitations size-wise. I mean, I say never. Of course, nothing's impossible. But the likely scenario is you're not going to end up being an NBA player. You can go make money, obviously, playing in Europe or, or maybe in the G League, but you can now make money with NIL being in college. Like, would, mm-hmm. How tempted would you be, knowing the foundation that you guys have laid, knowing the talent that's coming in, and the opportunity to maybe have like a special final season of college basketball to take that extra year and stick around for a fifth season in college? I fire him 100% stay for what you just mentioned there. Like, the biggest difference between being a college player and a pro is a pro, and there's not there's that atmosphere, that collegial atmosphere, that team, that campus, that's not there. And especially when you go play in Europe, a lot of guys I talk to, and, and I when I look back, I wish I, I broke my foot a couple times my senior year. I ch- I did chose not to go keep playing in Europe. That's probably one of my biggest regrets in my life. You play till the ball stops bouncing, but in the best situation for you, Europe's going to be there. But when you're one of two Americans and you're playing in Holland or Italy or Germany. That's great, but your lifestyle is significantly different, and it takes an adjustment period. It's not for everybody. What he knows here is he's going to be at one of the premier institutions in the country, one of the best conferences in the country, at a place that loves the game, that he can get NIL deal, can be the lead guard on the team, and to your point, have a special last year, and then go do your next thing. He's not an NBA player, to your point. He, I don't think he, if he's going to – he maybe could be in the G League. Maybe, maybe. Right. Um, but he'll get paid to play the game somewhere. Let that happen professionally. Why don't you get paid to play in college for one more year and have fun and do it at a different level and do it with your boys or with this, this community that is definitely different and is not the same feel you're going to get in Europe and damn sure ain't the same feel in the NBA or the G League. 
That's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, not bad when you make that decision to not go to Europe to have an Ivy League education and looking good with your shirt off to fall back on, by the way, Dallin. I think, I think, it, I think it worked out for Thanks, you. Guys. I right. didn't go to the Ivy League. No, no, no. I meant Dallin. Oh. Uh, you, were, you were close. You were <laughs> I just went to Penn for a basketball <laughs> game the other night. Does that qualify they me? Almost kicked you out. They almost kicked you out does, when you walked does, in. Does that qualify so me? you don't belong here. It's a heck of a game. You can find him on Instagram, Dallin Cuff. He's not on Twitter, as he pointed out. I'm very jealous of that. Uh, Dallin, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I just don't, I just try not to spend a lot of time on the cesspool. Good I'm for, there. Good for you. I'm there. Good for you. Good for you. What, uh, Send Glenn a picture with your shirt off. No, I, saw, I found it on Instagram. All I'm right. good. All right. <laughs> um, do, <laughs> I'm is, good. There, is there anything else we can plug for you, man? Uh, Friday night I'll be doing the ESPN2 game. I think it's Dayton-St. Louis would be a game, 8 nice. o'clock, and I'll be in studio all day Saturday per normal and just covering hoops. Wherever they tell me to go, I do it. I love awesome. it. Dallin, appreciate you, man. Thank you for doing this this morning. Anytime, guys. Be well. Dallin Cuff from ESPN with us here on GCR. I love how he, he snuck in and said, maybe even wind up getting paid to play college basketball still. Well, I mean, they do that now. <laughs> like, it's not, a, it's not against the rules anymore. Oh, we yeah. had a meeting recently at Coward Hall about NIL for high, high school, school kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. What yeah. you can do, what you can't do, what you can, what you can say to the young men, what you can't say to the young men. It's unbelievable. So I, th- I, this is a genuine question just because I don't know the answer. Would you be allowed – to make someone on your team a correspondent for DrewsMorningDish.com? Not saying you would or wouldn't. I just no, don't know I'm, if you allowed. I, 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 um, I brought this up with Biff Pogey when he got the Charlotte job because we know that Biff Pogey was paying out of his pocket to get players. I would assume I haven't – I do have the – whatever you want to call it, the, the PDF, the pamphlet. I, would, I haven't read it. I have until X, a, a certain date to read it and sign is, off. Is on. it about unconscious bias? Yeah, right. No, this is this is one <laughs> I actually have to pay oh, attention okay. to. All right. I don't think I can do that. Okay. I don't think I could do that. Okay. I don't. I think, mean, I get it. It yeah. seems. Oh, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It seems. It seems like distinctly sort of weird. Right. But so does the fact that it, he could get twenty thousand right. dollars from the car, car wash. Place. Exactly right. right. Hundred percent. It's weird. Hey, Eagles or Chiefs? Oh, and they're they're trying. Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt. Don't, don't kid yourself. Yeah, I have no doubt. High school I mean, kids are trying are they, to figure out a way of course. to get this. Well, if they're good-looking kids, then they probably can well, get I mean, it doesn't even matter. They're, they're all just they're aware of it. Yeah, sure. You know, Why wouldn't dumb. they be? Right. I, I, were you not trying to – what were you trying to do in high school? Sneak beer into the football <laughs> exactly games. Right. Jamaican blue. No, just <laughs> a little Stroh's uh, eight-ounce <laughs> bottles and put them in our jacket. Eagles or well, Chiefs? Well, some guys did. I, yeah, I wasn't a big Stroh's fan. Place your Super Bowl bets with your favorite team and pick from hundreds of fun prop bets. Thousands of dollars in special sign-up offers with the top sports books are available at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now. Join the fun with great offers from FanDuel, Bet, MGM, Barstool, and more. We were talking LeBron this morning. Let's find out a little bit more about the guy and, and just how impressive this is from one of his former teammates. Maryland legend Joe Smith played with LeBron in Cleveland. He joins us next. Drew Forrester is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, 
life with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. There's something for everyone this February at Laurel Park. Come watch live horse racing every Friday through Sunday and join us on Saturday, February 18th for the Winter Stakes Spectacular featuring six stakes races and $900,000 in purses, including the General George and Barbara Fritchie Stakes. The fun doesn't stop there. Stick around for our winter Mardi Gras celebration with live music, delicious food and drinks, and a carnival atmosphere. Plus, don't miss out on President's Day holiday racing on Monday, February 20th. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. That's laurelpark.com for more. See you at the track. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. Back in here on GCR, Drew Forrester is here as we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. Hey, Stan's going to be back later this week. Uh, had a little personal issue, so I uh, had to postpone the first show that he was scheduled to do this week. But he will be back later on this week. Uh, for more at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, and you'll be able to see it at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. You're doing a, a lengthy show on Sunday, correct? You're doing more golf on the fan, right, aren't you? Am I doing twelve to two? I think you are. You, oh, better, you better check the schedule. Holy dog. cow! That would. I'm pretty sure I'm off on Sunday, I, and you're doing a lengthier show leading into prolonged Super Bowl coverage on oh 105.7 The Fan. It's, I hope that's not true, but okay, I'm checking right now. <laughs> All right, maybe you're not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're just doing a normal <laughs> show. I could have sworn that I saw that on the schedule. Now I feel. Oh, no, you might be right. <laughs> this is. I always, don't ever look. Always, you should maybe, maybe once peer at the schedule i'm just gonna suggest to you you signed up for the gig maybe once peer at the schedule or or and i mean this 
You can pay me twenty dollars a week, and I'll take care of this for you. Jeez, that's only twenty bucks. It's not a lot. I mean, I'll but do it. I'll, I'll, me. But I mean, now, now if I now if yeah, I got to do gotta, an extra hour, you got to prepare. I ain't helping you. I got to dig in. We're uh, we're throwing a birthday party for my son on Sunday. Oh, nice. So uh, okay. we're gonna be doing that ahead for of the Super Bowl. We're looking forward to it. Uh, anyway, thirty-seven, thirty-four is the final. By the way, Philly. Okay, I don't have. A I saw the, the script. Oh, you so you got the script? It was sent to you. Didn't see did you, it? You didn't see oh, it? Oh, I did see it was floating on Twitter. Thirty-seven, thirty-four, yeah, thirty-seven, thirty-four uh, in favor of Philly. Twenty-four, eleven at the half, or so, twenty-four, thirteen at the Drew half. Drew at noon for sure. I don't know whether or not it's going I'm to be until right one now. or two, but Drew at noon on one hundred five seven. The fan this I'm Sunday. I'm glad you said something. Fairways and Christmas. I mean, I would have at least been there already, and I would have got ready to leave. I'll stay on, and, and then, Caleb would have said, said, "Hey, man, uh, what about hour two of the program? Where are you going? We would have lots to talk about. I'll check right now." Let's talk a little bit more about LeBron James, who, of course, broke the NBA's all-time scoring record last night. He did? I, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> they, they stopped the game for six hours. <laughs> uh, this man was a teammate. By the way, he, this man was everybody's teammate during the course of his career. I think he was Kobe's teammate at one point. He's LeBron's teammate at one point. Um, and, of course, he's one of the greatest players in the history of the University of Maryland, a former National Player of the Year, number one overall pick. The man Joe Beast, Sweet P, Joe Smith is back with us now here on GCR. Joe, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, man, no problem. It's always uh, great to catch up with you guys and, and, and get a chance to chat sports with you guys. Thank man, you for having me. Of course, brother. First of all, does anybody still call you Sweet P in your life? Does that still exist at all? <laughs> you know, I giggled when you said that. I, I was like, I haven't heard that in years. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was one that maybe you were still getting at this point in your life, but it was one of my favorites for the record. I loved oh, Sweet Pea. You know what? We had a uh, we had an I- uh, issue with that, though, because, you know, I'm from Norfolk and Sweet Pea Whitaker's from Norfolk, so I, had, I really couldn't take that one. Okay, you had to you had to leave it you had to leave it for a legend. Well, I mean, you're a legend too. Yeah, Wait a exactly. second, especially in Norfolk, aren't you a legend as well? Uh, you know, but I, I, out of respect for you know uh, Pernell, he had his first. So right. you know, out of respect for Sweepy Whitaker, right. you know, I decided to leave that one alone. That dude, he's a hell of a <laughs> fighter. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. It's kind of hard to take the name yes. away from a fighter. Right. Like, he can legit, like, he's definitely exactly. going to knock you out. Right. <laughs> I know you're a big guy, Joe, but I don't know yeah. that I'd be going, I don't know that I want Sweet Peas texting me and saying, hey, boss, uh, about that nickname there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want those problems at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, it, I know it wasn't for a long time, but you spent uh, part, of, part of a couple seasons alongside LeBron James. And obviously, by that point yeah. in his career, we already knew the dude was legit. We already knew he was a star. Did you, like, mm-hmm. if I had gone back to 2008 Joe Smith and said, the guy that you're playing with right now is going to end up being the greatest scorer in NBA history, is going to win four titles, did you know then that, like, would you have said, yeah, that sounds about right? Uh, the title part, i say that sounds about right. I mean, as far as winning four titles, um, I thought he might, may have had, you know, one or two more, uh, you know, by this time, but... Uh, you know, you ran into some tough warrior opponents, but the title part, you know, I felt felt very very confident that he would win some titles. Now, the scoring because of the way he plays and and how unselfish he he is with the basketball and uh, you know how he loves to get his teammates involved. I didn't think he would he would get the scoring record, and you know that's why I'm so proud of him and, and so happy you know to, that you know I was a part of that journey with him because. That's something that I don't think anybody saw at that time. You know, him breaking the scoring record. Anybody that in uh, in the league that time really saw him uh, accomplishing that goal. 
I feel like there are people that are trying to maybe diminish the accomplishment by suggesting it's it's really a story about longevity more than anything else. And and I say back, I I think we're kind of missing the point of how insane. I know the Lakers aren't good this year. Like I understand that, but the dude right. is forty years old and is still playing <laughs> at th- this insanely high of a level. I'm turning forty this year, and I. I I wake up in the morning and I I hurt right like and I don't do anything right. physical. Um, how incredible is it for you just to watch that side of it? Like how good the dude has continued to be this deep into his career, this deep into his life. I mean, it's incredible, and uh, goes back to the years that uh, that I played with him, and I I really noticed how he took care of his body, how he worked out all the time, and. Uh, the things he did off the court and how he ate and how he really, really, really took care of his body uh, even then. So now with with all the new technology and all the things that he's learned over the years, he's really done a great job of keeping up his body. Um, uh, and, and and like you say, you're normally about this time in someone's career, you know, they're dealing with a knee injury or, or you know, something that's kind of uh, starting to fall apart a little bit. But with LeBron, the way he's taking care of his body and, uh, how he's done throughout the years. I think that's what's really a credit to how he's playing now. I mean, he's still averaging over 30 a game and uh, still going out every night and, 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 and being one of the top players in his league, which is uh, has a lot of young talent now. and He's still, still the top name in his league. Joe, there's probably only one thing left for him to do, and uh, I don't know how, you know, I don't know if he's going to be around long enough to make it happen, but you know, deep down, he wants to play with his son, right? You would assume. Definitely. He definitely wants to tee it up at least one year or a game or something with his kid. I mean, that would be pretty remarkable, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's, that would be the uh, uh, the fairy tale end to the story, you know, uh, having his son uh, playing along, either alongside or against his son uh, in the league, in the NBA. And I think that's what made that moment special last night as well, seeing his two boys on the baseline and, Seeing him being able to celebrate with him, with them, and his, his, the family and the Lakers fans, and uh, I think that's why he really wanted to get it out, get it out of the way. You could tell early that he wanted to get that record over with and knock it out, knock it out the box. And I think he wanted to do it because of his kids and uh, being able to play, like I said, alongside or against his son. I think that'll be the. Uh, the fairy tale into the story. Yes, Joe Smith. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Joe, Drew brought something up earlier in the show that, you know, you had a spotlight on you, obviously, right? You're a national player of the year. You're number one pick. But as right. big as that spotlight was, I mean, it's a, a millionth of the spotlight that's been on this dude, right? Like, exactly. This is the biggest spotlight that's ever shown, you know, arguably in the history of basketball, given the era that we're talking about, given social media and all of those things. And yet – He's handled himself largely, overwhelmingly, as a quality role model, as a guy that has had very few missteps in any way, despite being under the greatest magnifying glass that maybe we've ever seen an athlete be under. Knowing what you know about him from the time you were around him, it, again, how amazed are you by that? But do you, do you have any sort of insight into why he has been able to avoid missteps so much in the course of his career? Um, I mean, I, I credit that to his, to his mom and his upbringing because he came into the league uh, mature beyond his years. You know, we all knew about the talent that he had on the basketball court, but he was uh, mentally much more mature than any 18, 19-year-old that was coming into uh, to the NBA at that time. 
uh, years, years uh, uh, ahead of his ahead of his time. And you know, you grow, you learn, you experience things uh, on and off the court as you go throughout your NBA career. And LeBron has always been a team first type guy, a guy that always uh, uh, loved to see his teammates teammates succeed. Uh, love to see his coaches succeed and love to see everybody around him succeed. And that's the way he carries himself off the court. As you notice with the guys that, uh, uh, that, that, that came in with, that came up with him, uh, you know, they're, they're even in, in big business, uh, positions right now because of some of the things that LeBron has done. And they're dating Adele because of it. He's, he's managed to create celebrity (laughs) relations. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, it, 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 that's just the type of mentality he has. And, uh, uh, he cares a lot for, uh, uh, for, for everyone. I mean, not just uh, anybody in sports, but for everyone. He cares a lot about what, what goes on in our communities. He cares a lot about what goes on in this world. And he has no problem with, you know, uh, making a statement or, or, or stating his opinion on, on how he feels about things. Joe, is there anything at all? This is kind of the dumb question for a guy who just set the record last night. But is there anything <laughs> at all that, uh, as a player, he does that's underappreciated? Um, I mean, his un- unselfishness is very unappreciated. Um, I mean, I heard I've been I heard a lot of the stuff throughout his career about uh him passing up shots or him not uh being being uh putting himself in a position to take final shots or or being the one to take the final shot or things like that was I feel in my opinion that he was just making the best basketball play at that time and at that given moment and 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 and, and uh it was up to the teammate or whoever it was to be able to knock down the shot. But his unselfishness is, is something that people overlook and people really take for granted. I feel like there's some irony in the fact that he's the greatest scorer in the history of the NBA, and yet his most iconic play ever was a block, right? Yeah, right. Like, right, right, right. right. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's, there's, there's something about that that's just really – like there's Michael Jordan, it's all shots, right? Like all of the iconic plays in Michael Jordan's history. Craig, Craig, Craig Elo. Right, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. And, and, and Russell, of course. Like everything you think of Michael Jordan is a shot, and yet the singular most iconic play in the history of LeBron James' career – is a defensive play, right? Like, and that's what people underestimate. People underestimate his speed and uh, uh, his willingness to get after that after the ball. Because I know it was a few times when I was in Cleveland, and uh, he would come down on defense and he'll make a tremendous block like that, and he'll fall out of bounds. And we're going down court in transition, and all of a sudden he's down there dunking the ball. Back, and I'm yeah. like, how did he get from? Out of the cheerleaders, he fell into the cheerleaders. Now all of a sudden, he's beating everybody down court, dunking the ball. And people underestimate how quick and and uh, and well, they know how athletic he is, but how how fast he can get up and down that court. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Joe Smith, um, have you had an opportunity at all to to watch any of the Terps this season? Have you have you been able to connect at all with Kevin Willard or or, or get to know the the sort of change in the program? It's it's not perfect, but it seems like they're laying a pretty good foundation there. Oh yeah, that's definitely, definitely. I've been watching, and uh, um, I like where we're heading. I, I like you say the foundation is is is, is going to take some time to put everything together, but I think the foundation is good, and uh, and I like the uh, I like his coaching, his coaching schemes, and his coaching uh, 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 how he handles the players and how he's able to communicate with the players. And I think that's very key and something that's really missing a lot out of the college basketball game is 
how to communicate with these players and, and, and be able to get the best out of them. And I think that's what he's doing, and that's what he does a great job doing. I mean, they're obviously buying in defensively, right? Like, they're selling out. Like exactly. I mean, they, they couldn't make a shot last night, and somehow they erased a 15-point <laughs> deficit uh, If on they the could road. shoot threes at all, they'd yeah, be a top right? 15 team. It, it's remarkable. It's, I agree. It's, I agree. It's unbelievable. What, you know, that's, that's how the game has changed, where you have to be able to have, knock down some three-point shots nowadays. And, right. Uh, that's it. And defensively, like you said, they bought in and, you know, they, they get after it defensively. But you have to be able to knock down some three-point shots in order to uh, to win some games nowadays. All right, so this is a great question. This comes in from Dan. Dan says, Glenn, you mentioned all of the players that Joe Smith has played with. Of course, remember he did a TV mm-hmm. show with Alex Rodriguez. He wants to know, what does your <laughs> autographed jersey collection look like? <laughs> Whose who's autographed jerseys? <laughs> Do you maybe have at home? <laughs> I have quite a few. <laughs> can, you, can you run down like your top you know, five for us? Like your top five, like most amazing autographed jerseys that you have. I have, uh, I have obviously Kevin Garnett. I have obviously uh, Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron. Um, I didn't get Kobe. I didn't. Oh. We didn't play together for. But so I know exactly. I'm heard about that one. I did get Kobe. I have Russell Westbrook's. Um, uh, I have uh, I have a Magic Johnson. I mean, okay. I mean, that's a pretty good five. <laughs> that's a pretty remarkable five, Jim. Not bad at all. Uh, at JoeBeast95 on Twitter is how you follow him. What do you have going on these days, Joe? What can we plug for you, man? Oh, man, I have my basketball academy going on. I'll be in um, – uh, doing my training in Norfolk, Virginia, actually Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, where I'm doing my uh, skills development and, and, and mentoring down there. So um, if you guys want to follow me, it's uh, Joe Smith Basketball on Instagram. And like he just said, at Joe, JoeBeast95 on uh, uh, Twitter. So please follow me, and I'm keeping everybody posted on all my training and uh, what I'm doing with the youth in the community. Awesome, man. Joe, really appreciate you taking the time for us this Joe morning. Joe Smith? I, 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 never, I never take for granted as a kid that uh, absolutely loved watching you play basketball growing up, how cool it is that you've been so Oh, man, uh, I appreciate it. So good with your time for us. Look forward to doing it again soon. Thank you for doing this this morning. Oh, oh yeah, no problem. You guys have a great one, and thanks for having me. Joe Smith, one of the great players in Maryland basketball history, of course, former teammate of LeBron James. That dude could be an all-time top ten guy. <laughs> like... <laughs> He could be an all-time. What do you mean by that? Just, just, you know, just calls in, talks. Oh, I mean, pleasant, it, nice, answers the questions. And by the way, and well, and, like, and someone he like could be an all-time Griffin. Had, Joe Joe Smith's career became I don't want to say punchline, but he right. became he, a journeyman, he right? For like twelve different teams. exactly like, right. Like right. you compare it to Josh Johnson, I mean, you compare it to. A, by no means did he have a bad career. Not at all. I, I guess what people would say was, you know, he. He didn't for for a first round guy. A number one overall. Oh, yeah, one, I mean, one, there's right. a big difference between him and you know Kwame Brown, right? Like he was in the same way that there's a big difference between him and Durant. Exactly right. 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 All right. A hundred percent correct. That's a good. But someone like Griffin has no idea how good Joe Smith was as a college right. basketball. Oh as my a gosh. college basketball player, he was a rock star. It was he was insane. one of the three best players in the country. I think I think easily he yeah. was one of the three best players yeah, in the country. I mean, sure. it was it was a Smith Player of the Year, obviously. Right. Like he was a number, dude. But I mean, if you took his composite in that period of the yeah. was it three years, right? Uh, I thought he was two years. Maybe he played for three. Maybe. 
I thought he I thought he only played. Uh, two. Yeah, maybe he did. Um, 93, 94, 94, 95. Yeah, two okay, years. Okay, two years. Um, he, he, you know, God, was an argument. He was, was the best player. He was nuts, man. Yeah. It was nuts how good Joe Smith was. Uh, great to catch up with him. Imagine right. if he'd have been a Duke. <laughs> Anything outside of you? <laughs> I got to go. I know. You got to you gotta go my, play. You got to go. That that's was, what you're leaving with. <laughs> you're, that was my you're gonna, final you're shot. Gonna, you're going to hop off <laughs> oh, with that. Man. You got a prop bet that you like on Sunday? Um, I know you're not really the betting type, but nah. you got one. I'd like the Eagles to. I mean, I like the uh, prop bet wise. I don't know. I like the Eagles to win. Um, field goal. I mean, not sorry. Sorry, why I said that. I like the Chiefs to win field goal, twenty six, twenty three, something like that. I think they're going to win. Prop bet. Um, I'll say that there will. I'm, I'm sure you can get this. I'll say there's going to be a defensive score. Ooh, of some sort. I like that. I like that one. That one's juicy. I've got to figure out what the odds are on that, but I might bite. I'll that say there's a that. defensive and, score. And who's getting into the Hall of Fame? Um, re, re, I gotta go. Read me the names real quick. Darrell Revis. Yes. Joe Thomas. Yes. Willie Anderson. <laughs> yes. Okay, but they can't all get it. <laughs> Keep going. Tory Holt. Is there a five? Is it still a five? I think go- it's five. Yes. Keep going. Tory okay. Holt should, but won't. Reggie Wayne. Is this his second year? Yeah, it might be his third year. Keep going. Should, but won't. Devin Hester. No. Andre Johnson. No. Wow, Jared. I mean, all these guys should get in, but Jared Allen. Yeah, eh, recency bias is going to help him a lot. Demar- Demarcus Ware. Yes, but again, like I, it's, I, they can't all get in. I know Zach Thomas. Yeah, yes, but no. Go. Dwight Freeney. Yes. Albert Lewis, who I I have no idea. I, I think this is one of these I last. He was the guy last from the NFL year, Network, yeah, right? Last year on the right. No, uh, Rondé. But by, by the way, every time they put somebody in, like this is Sam Mills last year. Like for some reason, if they put you through to this point, it's because there's been some sort of like right. back backroom deal to get somebody right. into the Hall of Fame. Rondé Barber, no. Patrick Willis, yes, yes, but but, but again, he's not going to, he yes, doesn't have to get in now. Right, I understand. He's but in. he's definitely right. a Hall of Famer. Darren Woodson. No. So five so, guys. So I'm going to say the five are Freeney is a one, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, who was the first guy you mentioned? Revis. Revis is a definite. Thomas. Definite. And then you got to pick two more. Um, I I would say for me it would be Willis and Wayne, okay. but I can make an argument for a bunch of. Those I, other I would guys. just say one of the three received. They're all yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. I don't care which like, one it I is. I think Tory Holt should be in there, but. Yes. It's hard to put him in and and not put Reggie Wayne. In. I hear you. He was, Andre Johnson, you, I think, absolutely and Andre Johnson, is deserving. Same thing. Like any of those three receivers, to me. If you went to Miami in the eighties or nineties, correct. You should probably be in the Hall of Fame. You're in. You, you managed to come. <laughs> Andre out Johnson of in. Reggie Wayne there, in. There like, you go. Okay. There you go. All right. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, At, it's you a hooded fire on Twitter. Is how you follow him. Drewsmorningdish.com is where you see all of his stuff. Uh, today's show also brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is still available for about another week. It is our best of 2022 issue of Pressbox. On the cover, Adley Rutschman, our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. Uh, why don't we quickly? Why do you want to give you want to? Uh, we let's us go through our responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. By the way, got a ton of great feedback on our chat with Sammy Saragusa yesterday. I I appreciate that, and and I mean this wholeheartedly. I I'm a little embarrassed when I come off emotional, right? Like I do get a little embarrassed by that. I have admitted openly that like becoming a father has has changed me in the exact way that everybody thought it was going to change me. They told me that it was going to change me, and I am softer because of it. And things like that 
stories about relationships between parents and kids, especially somebody like Tony Sergusa, who I got to know and, of course, revered before that as a fan, um, they impact me. And I'm kind of over trying to hide it at this point in my life. I'm, 40, I'm about to be 40 years old. I just... I, why do I need to prove to anybody that I'm a tough guy, right? Like, I'm not. It's very clear. So... I, I do. I feel a little silly when I get emotional during a conversation. I feel a little bit silly about that. Um, so I do appreciate it. I don't think you should. I mean, I think I think it's really, really. I mean, it, it shows I, how not, real you are. It, it's not about whether or not I should. It's just I'm going. I'm gonna feel silly when I'm sitting here. Like this is. I, I knew Tony Saragusa, but I wasn't. I'm not talking about one of my best friends, right? Like I'm talking about somebody that I knew, and I just had great reverence for and enjoyed. And was a fan of before I got into this business, right? Like, when I was just a kid, you know, that was my senior year of high school, the year that the Ravens won the first Super Bowl. Um, you know, I skipped school to go to the parade, the whole thing. Um, I was a fan of Tony Saragusa's. I ended up getting to know him, not like, you know, other people in this business did, but I got to know him. I had conversations. He would come on the show over the years. He would, you know, I did a couple of events with Tony Saragusa. I liked Tony Saragusa, but... You know, not even as close as I am, you know, with some other players over the years, right? Uh, you know, I, when Brandon Williams was on last week, you guys heard. Like, I I have a, a true reverence and a genuine affection for Brandon Williams. And every time I think about him, you know, stealing my son away from me when my son was a baby and saying, I'm going to feed him. And he's just j- just sitting there, the joy in his face of holding my son and feeding him a bottle. That's going to mean something to me for the rest of my life. And, you know, yeah, I'm biased. Like, it's the way it goes. But when I go through something like that, there's a part of me that later in the day, I'm like, God, I, I really wish I could have kind of kept it in check a little bit. And so it does, and I'm just being as genuine as I can. It means something to me when you guys message back and are like, hey, I I really enjoyed that conversation. I appreciate you doing that. That was a, a really neat way to spend, you know, 15 minutes today. Just notes like that. Uh, you know, we we do th- something that's a little bit different. Obviously, you know, you got to go out of your way to find what we're doing. Um, you know, sometimes you wonder how how big the audience. It's it's nice. It's nice, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful when you tell me you don't like something because at least again you're listening, right? <laughs> like, it's fine. I, I I can't. I don't. I never understand it. It's the joke that I always make. I was talking with um our, our, my buddy Charlie, the engineer over at 105.7 this week, and I'm like, I always said. I'll never in my life understand somebody who calls into a radio station and says, I don't like the topic you're talking about. Like, just change the channel. I never called the Oprah show to say, but this is a dumb guest, Oprah. <laughs> like, I'll never understand that thought process. You can just change the channel. But I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys reaching out. It, it feels good. And we got a lot of feedback about um, our chat with Sammy Saragusi yesterday. And I, it, I really enjoyed it. And we're going to look to try to do stuff. Uh, with that group moving forward and uh, please support goose flights it's a wonderful thing that they're doing all right let's get into would you rather wednesday really quickly number one would you rather baltimore ravens make a reasonable trade nothing more than a third round pick for deandre hopkins or provided he gets cut by the chargers which momentum seems to be that they are at least considering it they sign keenan allen this one's really tough. I think, I guess you're inclined to say whichever one might be cheaper, which I guess would be Keenan Allen. If, uh, if no, I, I mean, you have to re- be, you have to restructure. I still think there's going to be a com- uh, he's going to be a large demand for Keenan Allen's yeah. services. Keenan Allen services. I don't think it's just going to be like you know picking picking them off off the scrap heap. I think that 
if Keenan Allen is released, there will be no shortage of teams that will be looking to bring in Keenan Allen. I think uh, you mentioned you know Keenan Allen missed seven games because of injury last season. I think at this point in time, DeAndre Hopkins is probably has a little bit more left in him and is slightly healthier. I think the fact that he that he was suspended last year you know kind of helps almost like that he's got you know maybe another seven games in him than Keenan Allen does um and so I think For what it's worth as much as we see Keenan Allen like listed on the injury report he's he played plays, before yeah. last season he had played on at least 13 games every year since 2017 yeah he's like, he's like one of my favorite fantasy guys. I traded for him yeah, I traded for I, I traded for Mike Evans and Keenan Allen I, I have talked a lot fantasy. over the years about how we don't respect the career that Keenan Allen has had in large part just because he doesn't run his mouth. Like, that we don't... I, I, I don't ever... I always get nervous about comparing someone to Anquan Bolden, right? Because we we revere Anquan Bolden in a way in this town that we almost hold him on a pedestal. And so when we make the comparison, it's tough. But in a lot of ways, Keenan Allen has just been a tough dude who catches the football, who doesn't, you know, he doesn't get nearly the same amount of attention because he's not... A diva. He's not a you know. I, I he's just a tough football player. Yeah, and f- and you know for that re- I think he might do be better. You know what the Ravens are at, m- might help the Ravens more, like and what they're looking for in a receiver. Because I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is kind of as much as we don't know about Rashad Bateman. I feel like Bateman and, and Hopkins are a lot are very similar. And Allen can play in the slot. He can he'll he'll run. He can run. You know those quick quick slants. He catches the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's going to do that. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins catches the ball, too. Um, Got to pick one. I feel like we can't really go wrong with either. I guess I'll say Keenan Allen. Um, this is all over the place. Sean D-Hop, because Keenan can't stay healthy. Uh, uh, Lucy D-Hop all day. Feel like he's more consistent than Allen. Uh, my guy, well, Oriel. Well. I mean, I feel like Ian Allen is the yeah, almost the epitome of consistency. <laughs> You're right. Like that's a, when he plays, he he plays. Right. Like, I would say that Diop, Diop would be more explosive yeah. than Keenan Allen. But yes, to the, to the word consistency, I probably disagree with that. My guy Orioles idiot Hopkins. If we can get him for a third rounder or less, well, I, I did say that it would be no more than a third rounder. So that's part of the premise of the concept. Uh, Paul from Orlando. I can't overlook not having to give up a current pick or lose a comp pick. Of course, because if Allen was cut, then it would not impact your compensatory pick solution that's kind of the ravens history they love love signing players who get cut instead of true free agents so i'm signing keenan allen after he's cut and crossing my fingers that i can get at least 14 games out of him next season take that um yeah man you a hundred percent uh from jesse i'm intrigued by both wide receiver options hopkins for a third though tough to pass that up only reason to go keenan allen would be cap space again i'm not I, know, I think it'll be similar. I, I think that ultimately it'll be similar. I get it. Like The difference being that you can create a new contract for Keenan Allen, whereas you have to accept DeAndre Hopkins' contract, except that I think that everybody believes you're going to be creating a new contract for DeAndre Hopkins as well should you trade for him. So I don't I don't know how much you're really doing there, honestly. Um, John Proctor, I think Hopkins is the better wide receiver, but would take Allen if it meant no draft capital was lost happily. Well, that's that would be the scenario. Uh, Dave says, to me, Keenan Allen is the better fit. He just sort of feels like he should have been a Raven, kind of like when Steve Smith arrived. I think you could take some pressure off Mark Andrews, too, having Keenan Allen, because you play the slot a lot. And Okay. Okay. I'm, leaning, I'm talking to myself, and I'm definitely Keenan yeah. Allen. I, I, look, I think Keenan Allen is my – it just sort of – I actually, there's something to be said for that, like feel like he seems like a Raven. Raven yeah. He seems like a dude that, like, when he's told you got to go lay a block, he's not going to say, right. like, nah, 
big. He's just going to do it. He's a tough player. He feels like a Raven. I'm kind of in on the Keenan Allen argument. All right, number two, you've lost your fantasy football league this year. Never. Would you I, rather? No. no, no, no. The penalty is that you have to do an Aaron Rodgers-style four-day darkness <laughs> retreat. Or penalty is you have to take a Tom Brady-style thirst trap photo, <laughs> make it your profile pic until the start of next season, oh, and man. send it to everyone in your phone. Um, Man. I mean, yeah, the darkness retreat sounds. By the way, non-zero, ch- non-zero chance we try to do something with this. I do. I would like tomorrow. I, when we we're just gonna do a Super Bowl pick. That's the only thing that counts, and obviously that there's nothing left to play for in our picks contest. We do like coin toss. But no, I do. suggested we do we collect a group of prop picks, and we do that as well. But we need a side bet for it, and I'm not opposed to the side Lizard. bet being related to one of these scenarios, either. The Tom Brady photo, or not a four-day, of course, darkness treat, but maybe like a four-hour darkness. How are we going to enforce that? Well, we'd have to do them here. Okay. We'd, we'd stick them in John Colson's office or something like that. And, uh, I mean, it had to be complete darkness. Maybe that back closet. Like, stick somebody <laughs> in the closet for four hours um, and and record it and just see when they start losing their mind. Like, something like that. Now, Aaron Rodgers did point out he can just leave whenever he wants yeah. that. That would be the problem with this, is that if we only do four hours, I think we'd have to say, like, you can't just leave or else you didn't pay the penalty. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not yeah, there. I Which, mean, I, yeah, I guess the Brady thing. Because. It's easier to do. Also, I, mean, I know Also, I know I won't lose, so I don't really care. No, no, no. So. Now you just, this dumb stuff that you say. Like, you have to do one of these two things. Which are you doing? Uh, okay. Um, man, a four-day darkness retreat. No phone, no <laughs> books, no, no books. nothing. Like, just you and your thoughts in the dark. Is that what Aaron Rodgers is doing? That's what Aaron Rodgers is he's doing. He's, like, the sitting only in a room. He's not going to the beach, like... No, he's sitting... He's, by the way, he's paying to do it. He pays someone for this experience. <laughs> to make sure he doesn't Probably cheat. a good <laughs> amount of money. You I'll are sitting by yourself in a room. The only thing that happens is, yeah, maybe three times a day, whatever it is, someone slides in some food to you like you're in jail. Um, I mean, I'm not. I, I guess I'm. I, I I don't, you know, feel like I need to show off my body as much as uh, Dallin Cuff does. But uh, I, I I'd be fine with that. I'd do the Tom Brady thing. And, I would have. I, to me, it's not even close. I would have to do the Tom Brady thing because the darkness thing. Would, right. I would. I would go insane. Yeah. I, I'm gonna get to some. You guys' responses on this are nuts. I would absolutely, within like for the four hour thing, I think I could do because I just take a nap. Like it's that's all it would be. It's not really. It's in fact sign me up, and that's what a lot of people are pointing out. Is like I made a joke about it. I said, "Hey, look, as someone who just, as someone who just took two small kids to Disney, I'm actually kind of intrigued, right? <laughs> like I, we can all use a bit of a break, but this doesn't become a break." Um, and Sean, as I heard, retreat. I would even stay extra days. I don't think that's true. Ivan, maybe they think they're gonna be like taking ayahuasca and I guess on on drugs. But or the, I think that's the point of this, right? Is that you're not. It, you're very clearly not supposed to do drugs or drink. Like it's just supposed to be you and your thoughts. But the point, like according to Aaron Rodgers, is that like the people that do it think that they have visions that by doing it this way, but they're just going insane. Exactly, right. <laughs> exactly right. Ivan, how is this even a question? Take the Brady style pick. If I lose and the others in my league need to be traumatized by seeing me like that, that's actually penalizing them more than me. Uh, uh, Danny, four day darkness retreat without question. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> Orioles idiot. I'd be pretty sick of the darkness around hour 30 or so. Yes. I don't even know if I would make it May that 30. long. Uh, yeah. So I go with the thirst trap, assuming the beachfront condo comes included. No. No. Uh, Lucy. Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. I don't, 
this is insane. Sports and law fan. I, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are, sports and law fan. Let me know. Call me crazy. I think I would enjoy the darkness retreat. No. No way. Sean, the darkness retreat sounds kind of fun. What is <laughs> Because he thinks he's going to be on Wednesday. Sigh. Why, Glenn? Why would you do this to us? Because it's Would You Rather Wednesday. I'll do the Aaron Rodgers thing, I guess, if I have to. But, I mean, really? Yeah, well, that's that's the reason why these are questions. Uh, Jesse, it was a tough call until you threw in the send it to everyone in your phone bit. So, I guess I'll take the torture. I mean, like, I don't even know who I'd be. Like, I guess I'd be worried about everybody in my phone. No, that's not true. I got a lot of famous people on my phone. Never mind. That would probably not be great. Nah, I'd still do it. What the hell? I mean, like, do you think that there's any chance that Joe Flacco is you know, even yeah. going to text me back about it? Can, like, you, can you preface it and be like, I lost a bet? Picture set. Well, afterwards, you oh, can. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Like, afterwards, you could say that. But there would still be some people that would probably be disturbed by it. John Proctor, darkness retreat sounds dull, although it would probably be restful. Don't want to have to use vacation days for that, though, so <laughs> the picks are incoming. Uh, and number three, would you rather you go to a Super Bowl party Sunday night and you find out there's no sound? Not again. No sound at all. No, no other way around it. No, you've got to watch from start to finish. No sound whatsoever. Proctor and I actually went to a Super Bowl party once, and when we showed up, there was no sound. And we like spent the first twenty minutes of the game harassing everyone at the party about oh, fixing the sound. So I, I'm telling you, it was on pur- purposely they had the sound off. No, it was just whoever was like in in charge. Of, it was a it was at a hall. It was not oh, at okay. a house. It was at, like, a lodge or something like that. It was a charity thing, and I was happy to be a part of it. The food was good. You know, there were cornhole boards. Like, it was fine, and I wanted to support the charity, but the game started, and, like, what the hell? Where is the sound? They want to, like, what the hell's going on? So, like, we had to harass people and make get the, the sound turned on. Um, so no sound whatsoever. Yeah. Not getting fixed. Entirety of the night from start to finish. If it's the most thrilling Super Bowl of all time, there's a hotly debated call at some point. You will not be able to hear about it. Or you get to the party, sound works just fine, but you and a bunch of folks, whoever it is, at some point very early on in the night, it devolves into a debate about Michael Jordan and LeBron James, and it goes on for three-plus hours. So is this an unstoppable debate? Like, you know, Rihanna's on. Take 12 minutes, 12 minutes to watch Rihanna. And then we're back to LeBron and, and MJ, or, or no? Is this? I said it was three hours. Three yeah, but plus hours. Yeah, but like no one. I mean, you'll, you'll take a break, right? Like in the, this debate to watch Rihanna, and like you know, the, when the big thing happens, you'll have the sound on. No, well, I mean, the sound will like, be on. You'll hear it you quickly, hear but you know, you're. But there's that still continues to go on. Like it, both things are happening at once. You can hear it, like you're aware of it, but you're also hearing in the background more LeBron Michael Jordan nonsense. Uh, By the way, Proctor does point out that, that that party that we went to, the highlight of it was that some small child accidentally created the best thing that's ever happened to Cornhole, which is he lined three boards up back-to-back, and we created a game where you had to skip the bag off of the, both of the first two boards oh, wow. in order to score. Did anyone do this? Uh, Proctor and I played for a while. Like, we, you like, wow. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Um, all right, all right. Uh, I... I I mean, I'm going to join into the Jordan-LeBron debate, so that's essentially watch the Super Bowl muted or, I guess, not watch the Super Bowl. I mean, Because I'm, I'm going to be I'm distract, gonna be invested in this distract. debate. Why yeah. are you invested? Why do you well, care? Well, because if someone's talking about LeBron and Jordan, you know, right. at the, on the other side of the room, I'm going to, you know, have to give my input. So, um, 
But I do want to. I mean, I, I gotta hear this here. You know, something. Mm-hmm. I gotta hear Greg Olson's analysis at least once. I guess I'll, so I guess I'll do the, the debate. All right. the, the, the debate yeah, the, the question on. to me is which one of these actually qualifies as torture, yeah. right? Like when it comes down to this, like which one of these scenarios is the actual torturous situation? And I think it's the LeBron thing. I think that's. I don't want to watch the commercial. It's gonna like stink. It's gonna stink to not be able to hear any of it. Like that will stink. I don't want that. I don't think I would feel tortured by it because again, you're gonna be around people and you can be talking and you can like it's not silence because you're at a party. I think the other scenario at some point becomes legitimate torture. Like I think I could I think I'd be all right with it for like the first twenty minutes, like, all right, fine. I, this is stupid, but I'll do it with you guys. But it's the thing where people just don't let it go. I think that becomes torture to me. So I think ultimately I'm going to have to take the silent one. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it won't be torture to me because I, I, you know, I, I, I invite the debate, honestly. Why? I don't know. I mean, it's so boring. It's so dumb. There is, oh, God. And I think, I don't think other people can last three hours. But I'm telling you that they will. Well, I'm I'll outlast you. them. I'll, I'll end the debate. I'll be the end of the, end oh, of the debate God. before. The game's so over. Stupid. Um, uh, John Proctor, no sound. Who needs it? Play a board game or something while you watch the game and slap anyone who complains about not hearing commercials. They're effing advertisements. Uh, the point was made by somebody else. I think Chris said, uh, the commercials are all already on YouTube. I've basically uh, yeah. seen all of them at this point. I, that is, I do hate that. Like, as somebody who admittedly enjoyed Super Bowl commercials for a lot of my life, like just what's fun, what's silly, I do kind of hate the fact that they release all of the commercials. Oh. Like I think the Brian the the Breaking Bad one is on is uh, available right on YouTube right I'm now. I'm not gonna watch it until. Uh and I try to avoid them, yeah. right? But like sometimes they just pop up on your social or whatever, so they've kinda all been spoiled by that point. Um uh Jesse, three hours of LeBron versus Jordan doesn't sound terrible. what's wrong with you? I've had worse debates. Well that part I, I the the number of dumb things that I've ended up debating about. Like I I do a professional wrestling podcast, I assure you. I know a thing or two about dumb debates. Very much at the top of the list. Paul from Ovi Lando, I'll take no sound for the game. The other option being a lifelong Terps fan. At some point, I'd probably interject, well, if Len Bias hadn't died, he would have been better than Jordan and LeBron, no doubt in my mind. Okay, well, it actually sounds like you want to get into that debate. (laughs) I'm being honest with you. Um, uh, Luce, no sound. Who listens to announcers at a party anyway? And I pointed this out. Halftime, commercials, things like that as well. It's not just the announcers. Orioles idiot. I'll take the silence. General party chatter will fill the space. I'm not a big enough NBA fan to have a strong opinion either way, and nobody who does have a strong opinion is going to be convinced in either direction. Uh, Sean, not missing Rihanna, can't do it. Disagree with that. Uh, If I didn't get to yours, I apologize. There's a lot that came in. Uh, Good responses today. Continue to get me yours at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Somebody is going to pick up a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. We are winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Don't forget, whether it's the Eagles or the Chiefs, whoever it is that you're feeling for Sunday night, place your Super Bowl bets for that team and pick from hundreds of fun prop bets. Thousands of dollars in special sign-up offers with the top sports books are available at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now and join the fun with great offers from FanDuel, BetMGM, Barstool, and more. We'll come back in, get a tidbit and tubi to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know what's on Grinder or anything. I swear. On second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. Sound a little defensive, Paul did about that. It was kind of weird how that worked out. Uh, our buddy Josh Charles, I guess, is listening to yesterday's show today, and um, is going back and forth to me about my rant about Lamar Jackson coverage. I mean it. I was on with uh, Tim Barbales last night on the fan. I'm like, dude, throw your phone in the ocean on Sunday. It is. Keep your head on a swivel. It's like uh, if you went to see a rock band in like the the year two thousand four with your girl, and you know that at any moment it can devolve into a not a mosh pit, but like a legitimate rugby match could just start at any point. And you got to protect her. You got to make sure she doesn't get hurt in the process. Like that's how much you got to be paying attention on Sunday. You are going to be there. Are going? It's a it's a minefield that you're going to be walking into of reports that will not actually be reports related to Lamar Jackson because it's the biggest story in the NFL besides the game that's being played on Sunday night. It's one of the biggest potential personnel stories in the history of football. 
and everyone's got to have some action on it. And so all you're going to get on Sunday, every network, is anything related to Lamar Jackson. Any, anything they can find. They're all going to be tasked with, we need something Lamar Jackson. And there's not going to be any actual information, so they're just going to do their best to try to say something and present it in a different way and make it sound explosive and get a ton of attention and get you caught up in it. Just go for a hike. Go somewhere where there's no cell service. Plan your day on Sunday from 10 a.m., maybe go to church. Discover church. If you go to like a satanic temple, if that's you, I don't care. That's what we do now, right? Sam Smith made us all satanists. Isn't that the way that it, that it worked? Just do it, man. Go sign up. Then go find an elevation somewhere where there is no cell service. Go do something a, like a that. Darkness retreat. Go on a darkness. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then, because he said you can just walk out whenever you want to walk out. Walk out at six twenty. Six twenty. Walk out. Well, the game probably won't start until like seven. No, it starts. They they kick it off right around six thirty. They, they start like they say the game like now. Now we're into game coverage at six, but they still have to do the player introductions and the anthem, anthem and, and America the Beautiful and Walter Payton Man of the Year, whatever else they do before the game. Um, and I like Chris Stapleton, so I'll watch Chris Stapleton sing the anthem, right? Like over under. I don't know what the over under is on that. I I haven't thought about it. I have not thought at all. Is that can that, can that be one of our props? Uh, we can try to make that one of our props. Sure, why not? A hundred percent. Um, look, man. I'm just telling you, do not look at your phone. Do not look at Twitter because you're not going to learn anything. You're going to be the exact same place that you were, but all of it's going to get you caught up. You're going to start sharing it. You're going to start saying dumb things on Twitter. You're going to make yourself look like an ass because you're going to say something. They're $100 million apart. What the hell is going on? Like, none of it. It's all nonsense. Just, again, go into the dark room on Sunday or, or make plans. We're doing my son's birthday party a week later on Sunday. I'm going to be hopping on trampolines and chasing down eight-year-olds and listening to them tell jokes about butts that aren't funny. Well, they're probably actually pretty No, nah, they don't understand that a joke has to have a punchline. Like, they'll be like, you know, what do you call a butt with no with no crack, crack. right? And I'll be like, I don't know what. And I'm thinking there's going to be like a clever pun or something like that. And they'll be like, a no crack butt. <laughs> oh. It's not terrible. Oh, you know, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> on Sunday but it'll be perfect that's what I need I need anything <laughs> but having to deal with all of this nonsense related to Lamar's contract and we will get back to that when there's real news alright uh, Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer buyatoyota.com the Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today I uh, saw this stat the other day from Alex Fast on Twitter. Uh, it was about Cole Irvin and that he was one of the top I th- ten I, I pitchers. I think regularly about Cole Irvin. Yes. I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I like it a lot. Ace, I, baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was one of the top ten pitchers last season uh, w- when uh, they elevated their four-seam fastball, and he had the most success doing it. They, he measured this by using weighted opponent batting average. Um, and they threw at least 500 heaters and elevated more than 50% <laughs> of the time. Like, I feel like this look works better as a tweet than you trying to explain it to yeah. me. <laughs> Either way, he was top 10 and, you know, pretty good company. Uh, Luis Castillo was number one he, with a 131 okay. uh, WOBA. Uh, Irvin was 10th at, at a 236, but he was top 10 along with George Kirby, Lance Lynn, Jose Quintana, Terrence Gore, Verlander, Nestor Cortez, Julio Urias, and Adrian Sampson. I don't know who Adrian Sampson is. He's on the Cubs. 
I think he. I, be- I think he. Uh, I believe I you. I never sure heard he beat name. the Orioles. At one I believe in you. Oh, uh, it might. It might be that the day that he pitched against them, we did an entire thing about who is this. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> um. But yeah. So just Cole Irvin. I like. I like, the, like I, the look, I'm not down on Cole Irvin. Like I. I again. I'm not gonna oversell it. I don't. I, I think it was a decent move to make. I think it was a a move that these Orioles would make. I think it was a a solid, respectable addition of a a major league pitcher and who I expect to be a a major league. You know, I, I, I always get weird about what words I use in this situation. Quality, but quality in context, right? Like, I don't think he's going to be... I think he's going to be better than Jordan Lyles. And we think, we in a weird way, we think fondly of Jordan Lyles, yeah. despite the fact that his numbers weren't that good. Like He ate innings, man. That was what he did. He ate innings. And I think he can be a better version of Jordan Lyles. That, that sounds really good. So you remember, the bar is still... Like that was a four four ERA one four whip. That's yeah. not. That's not really much of a bar. Got to the game. That's and that's <laughs> and we were appreciative of it because you needed somebody to give you innings, right? Like that's the story of Jordan Lyles. I think Hal Gibson is supposed to be more of the innings guy, for the Orioles, and they're hoping they are scratching the surface on Cole Irvin, taking a step forward as a quality pitcher. But I do think he will be better than a four four two ERA and. A 1-4 whip. That's, mm-hmm. again, not saying – or 1-3-9 whip. That's not saying a lot. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but yeah. I'm, I'm not down I'm, on I'm just excited. And, you know, coming to now a pitcher's ballpark, Camden Yards, as a lefty, so he'll face a lot of righties in Camden Yards, and with Adley Rushman. I know we talked about, you know, maybe how much did the foul territory in Oakland yeah, the, sure. day that, the day of the trade we talked about that. But I'm, I'm still excited, and this excites me more. So. Okay. Uh, also on this day, speaking of Orioles left-handers, uh, on February 8, 2008, Eric Bedard became a Mariner – as Adam Jones and Chris Tillman and George Sherrill came How about over. that? Yeah. Today, also in this day in history, was officially the day the NFL approved the Cleveland Browns' move to Baltimore. 1996. Wow. So yeah. maybe February 8th? Good day. Yeah, yeah, maybe, we day get some, maybe today could be the day that we get actual Lamar Jackson news, right? Mm. That would be swell. Yeah. Um, and then also, so then with my final tip, I just want to see how well you knew the top 10 scorers in NBA history since after LeBron. So can you round out this top 10? And, obviously, uh, obviously uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number two, yes. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is, do you want to guess where he is? He's, I think he's fifth. He is fifth. He is fifth. Carl Malone. Carl Malone is third. So those are the ones that I knew that I knew from the top. I'm, I'm now, after that, it's, I'm saying I'm guessing. It's not really guessing as much as, well, hang on, like, let's, let's just, um, I believe that the other one in the top five is Kobe. That is correct. Kobe okay. is fourth. So now, um, I know it's Carmelo Anthony because he moved in the top ten. Yes, Carmelo Anthony is ninth. Let me count this out. Right. Yeah, nine. I Carmelo. believe Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain is seventh. I want to say Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki is sixth. Now, I don't. Uh, I need two more. You're looking for eight and nine, eight or eight and ten on this list. I don't think it's Durant. I don't think. I think that we would have known. It is not. Been a bigger it is not deal Kevin made. Durant. He is fourteenth. All right, I've got. I'm going to write down a few names, and I'm going to say that I am convinced that I have the answer within these names. Uh, and 
and uh, all right. I've got four names down. Okay. Let's see. Scored between Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is number eight on this list between Wilt and. So I have Camilla. a chance now to go ten for ten, nine for nine. Or yeah, nine, nine for nine. Because we know LeBron's on there. Looking for number ten. It is not Kevin Durant. Hakeem Olajuwon. It is not yes. Hakeem Olajuwon. He is twelfth. Julius Irving. It is not Julius Irving. Where is he? Irving is low on this. What? Team. Yeah. I don't no, know. Now I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out so well. He's got for less me. than twenty-four thousand. What the hell? Five thousand points. Oh, now I don't know how I feel about anything. He. Any, T- Tim Duncan. Not Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan in the top twenty, but not the top ten. Moses Malone. Moses Malone is Damn. number ten. The Houston Rockets. Damn it! Damn it! Elvin Damn Hayes it. is eleventh. Oscar Robinson is thirteenth. Uh, uh, of course, Durant. Yeah, Durant. Of course, Elvin Hayes is a former Baltimore Bullet, and Moses Malone almost a former Maryland Terrapin. You don't know. Yeah, that means nothing to you. Oh. Why, did I, why did I even say that out loud? It means nothing. It's pretty cool. That would have been Moses, awesome. Moses Malone was committed to play at Maryland, but he just skipped college altogether and, gotcha. and went to the NBA. Guess it worked out. Yeah, it worked out okay for him. Ended up having an okay career, no doubt about it. The late great Moses Malone. All right, damn, damn, so close, so close to going nine for nine. I'm bummed about that. All right, uh, Tubular is brought to you today by the Print Issue of Press Box. Again, like a week left for this one. Adley Rutschman on the cover. I'm Ogaba Sports Person of the Year. Go get it right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Uh, local teams at home tonight. Uh, UMBC hosts NJIT at 7 o'clock, and Navy hosts Bucknell at 7, both those on ESPN+. Towson's back in action as they host Hampton 7 o'clock on Flow Hoops. God, they got it. They got it. Uh, Big Ten Network tonight, Nebraska-Michigan at 6.30, Wisconsin-Penn State at 8.30 uh, with our guy Sean Morris on the call. Big Ten Network for both of those. And the rest of the college basketball you can find at glennclarkradio.com. NBC Sports Washington, Hornets, Wizards at 7, ESPN, Sixers, Celtics at 7.30, Mavs, Clippers at 10, TNT, Wild Stars at 8.30, the USA Network for Manchester United and Leeds United at 3, TBS for AEW. Go Leeds, big game. Just just sacked the... Jesse Marsh. Oh, so. right. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> they, they, they might get killed. Uh, TBS, AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl commercials, uh, CBS is doing a super greatest Super Bowl commercial oh, special. Can't miss that. Hosted by Boomer Esiason. Can't miss that. At 8 o'clock. Um, there's a new show called Not Dead Yet um, on ABC that's premiering tonight with Gina Rodriguez. She's a journalist. She's an aspiring journalist, and she gets put on the obituary beat, and she can talk to dead people. Sure. Um, Jimmy Fallon's gonna have Queen Latifah and M Night Shyamalan. The Flash season nine premieres uh, on the CW at eight. I was big into that when I was in high school. I can't believe there are nine seasons already. Like, I, by the way, I am I'm to the final episode of season one of White Lotus. I don't get it. Like at least stuff started finally happening. Like, text, I, text Alan Cuff. We'll talk through it. Like at least, and, and I will give it that. After the first three episodes, stuff started to happen. Like like legitimate stuff. I still, I like. I, and I understand the commentary part of it, but it's not thrilling enough for me to be captivated that way, and it sure as hell ain't funny enough for me to be captivated that way. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be taking 
from this show, I'm okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the new episode of the Bad Batch, Star Wars, of course. Ah, yes. Um, and uh, Netflix has a Bill Russell documentary. Oh, Bill that's Russell right. Legend. That's right. Documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. on Netflix. I do want to watch that. I do want to watch that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, thanks today to Drew Forrester for stopping by. Thanks to Sean Morris, Dallin Cuff, talking some Terps with us. And thanks also to Joe Smith for talking to us about LeBron James. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tabaclenclarkradio.com. Anything? Uh, Dan Hughes. Dan and Hughes, right. Yes. Uh, Chiefs Down color analyst the... will uh, join us. We will preview the Super Bowl. Maybe try to go to Philly tomorrow as well if we can't uh, figure out a way to squeeze that in. Of course, we will make our own Super Bowl picks tomorrow on the show and stuff and things. Yes. Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, Great Eights Memorabilia, Maryland Vascular Specialists, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I think, did we get a video up on TikTok yesterday? Check to see. I think that uh, maybe Charles might have gotten uh, a, a, a top three back up and running yesterday on TikTok. We're working on, on getting that back into the equation here in the coming weeks. That's it. Trying to find it. No? All right. Oh, yeah. well, maybe it's find Glenn Clark Radio. Oh, for God's sakes. All right, never mind. Never mind. Don't us? worry about it. Don't worry about it. Clearly, I gave you the wrong assignment. I'll handle it. No problem. I'll get the answer. Oh, yeah. Like we got a new TikTok right, up, great. baby. New TikTok up. You can find <laughs> And right in the nick of time. Go check that out. All right. Um, have a great Wednesday night. Go UMBC. Go Towson. Go Navy. Duke sucks. <laughs>